7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Oh my gosh, made it in the nick of time. Sorry, I was running a little late. Everybody got a late start on the day, and uh, yes, we are here. Welcome to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on RadioForHumans.com worldwide. And hey, look who's in the heezy. Uh, the Suze, Studio LR, joining us as always. Welcome, Suze. Hi, I can introduce if you need to uh, download anything crazy. Oh, no, Do you that's need all. To download some things? No. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> that's good, not, good. That's, uh, I downloaded the Green News Report and we're good to go. That's all I have to do for downloading. Good. Just re- recording audio is the other thing, but I finished that. Uh, and of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, hello, buddy. Hi, I'm here. Yeah. I am keep dropping in and out, but I'm here. Oh, well, <laughs> hopefully that levels off. And of course, uh, uh, Zelda McGregor uh, out of the uh, Cape Cod area. Welcome. Mm-hmm. How's it going, Zelda? Pretty good. How are you guys? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. It's Friday. I had a burger. I'm ready nice. to go. <laughs> so, and uh, and last but not least, uh, uh, your neighbor to the whatever direction, I forget to... Uh, <laughs> Slightly north <laughs> Yeah. Northish. Northeast, yeah. So. And uh, the greater... Westish. Greater Boston area, Trisec. From Four Freedoms blog, welcome. All right, I don't know. Oh, are you speaking Russian at me? Did you say something? <laughs> Did you say something about about soup that is served cold? Cherbisi? No, that's no, Tovarishi, comrades. Tovarishi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know that I from evening, reading. Comrades. I know that from reading the X-Men because uh, Colossus, <laughs> Colossus was Russian and he used to use that term for his friends. Aww. So, yeah. Uh, so, Tim's yeah. He's got a comic book education. Man. Yes, I do. Uh, got him yeah. himmel. I, I know how Nazis <laughs> talked in comics when they got killed. So, um, <laughs> anyway, the only not good Nazi. It's a dead one. Uh, and of course, uh, yeah, uh, in today is a solemn reminder of what happened 19 years ago. I thought maybe we could, uh, start the show, uh, and with our personal experiences, uh, as to where, where we all were when that happened. Um, because I know we've talked about it in the past, but maybe not, well, definitely not with Zelda or try, uh, but so, uh, Trisec, uh, why don't you, why don't you go? What, where were you, uh, when you found out against the, uh, the attacks uh, on 9-11? Well, it's one of those things that's seared into my memory. Like a lot of things. I had a desk job then. 
I was working at a, a third party vendor. I don't even remember Beacon Health Strategies. And mm -hmm. my boss at the time goes jogging past my desk and he says, hey, did you hear a plane crashed into the World Trade Center? Whoa. And not knowing any better, we're thinking that it was some idiot private pilot that got lost. My first words were, oh, excellent. And then we tried to get online and see what was going on. Mm -hmm. The two takeaways I got with that day that still stick to me, stick with me now. Uh, the company that I worked for, we had an office in Manhattan and one of their conference rooms overlooked the battery and they could see the World Trade Center mm -hmm. from their windows. So before the towers collapsed, we had everybody in there and we were trying to decide what to do. Should we shut down? Should they go home? Should we do this, that and the other thing? And somebody in New York starts screaming that one of the towers had collapsed. Mm -hmm. There was no going back after that. It was total pandemonium. We just said, all right, that's it. Get the hell out. And that yeah. was the end of the workday. <laughs> At least so, they let you go. That's yeah, good for you. Us too in Boston, because we worked in a, well, not a high rise, but a big enough building that it was prominent. And, you know, nobody knew what was going on at the time. So we got out of there too. And, you know, we did all our business, went through the day, stood in front of the TV and watched it. My goldfish died. I remember that clearly. Gosh. Mm -hmm. And Aww. poor Blackie fish. Mm -hmm. Yes, I came home to the port. Uh-huh. And it was finally, well, I went to music school. Mm -hmm. I had been going to music school on Tuesday nights, and I called them up, said, all right, are you there? What's going on? And I was at least gratified that the lady on the phone told me very defiantly, actually, oh, we're here tonight. So I went in and played music. Good. Good. And... Oh, it wasn't until we got until I got home. I was upstairs in bed watching the coverage. It was 11:30 at night and I heard jet engines over my house. Hmm. Being the aviation geek, I knew what that was. It was an F15C from the Mass 104th armed to the teeth flying combat air patrol over my house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is what finally truly freaked me out that day. I I can't even imagine. Um but um uh, I can. Yeah, that's um well, yeah, I guess I I maybe can imagine, but you know, it's it's interesting to hear different people's perspectives on the day and their memories of it. Zelda, I don't think I've ever asked you. Uh mm. <clears throat> Um I was uh I was in Manhattan. Um mm. and uh Sort of discovered it when a very loud sound woke me up. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I think, you, you know, enough. Yeah. For now, anyway. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, and Joe, uh, what about you? Joe? Joe? All right. So oh, he's muted. Might have stepped away. Yeah. Mm. Suze? Okay. So I was at work regular morning and uh, at Chase Manhattan Mortgage Company in Cleveland. And uh, we knew like at 9 a.m. it happened because not because we had internet on our computers. We didn't have internet on our computers then. 
at work because that would have been distracting. Well, we had a little bit of the internet, but not much. Um, but uh, we were, somebody had a small television and was watching the planes run into the Twin Towers. And when the second one ran in, then everybody started freaking out a little bit. But we had um, a branch for Chase Manhattan Mortgage Company at the base of the Twin Towers. And uh, they would not let us go home. They would not uh, tell us that it was happening. They just told us to keep on working. So we tried to keep on working, but you're kind of freaking out when you when you know that something's happening, you're under attack, and uh, what's going on. They wouldn't tell us what was going on, and they wouldn't evacuate the building. So people started getting really nervous, and then finally they evacuated the building, I'm just going to say at like noon or one, they brought us out and I don't even remember what time it was, but there was a there was a plane that went over Cleveland and it um, turned around and went back to the pentagram, pentagram, I don't know. Pentagon. So, um, pentagon, but I mean, I mean. Pentagram, pentagon, what do I know? Um, so anyway, <laughs> that was later substantiated you know, by different things. But they wouldn't even let us go home for another half an hour once we were outside, and it made you want to throw up because you were just sitting there right next to the federal building, which we were afraid was going to get mm. bombed. So we were just um, scared, and nobody was telling us anything, and I decided I'm never going to work for corporate America again if they're going to do this to me. So I took a job the next month, um, because I'd already had job offers from other places. And uh, so I, I, you know, because of the way they handled it, I thought it was, it was really selfish to their bottom line and all that. But um, yeah, that was uh, the whole thing that happened. Yeah. With them just kind of jerking us around. Uh, so. Joe. I took my vacation yeah. that next month for a week. And I started my new job on the Monday, first day of my vacation. And at the end of the week, I went back to Chase and I said, I'm sorry, I took another job and I like it. So I'm staying there. So, yeah. Joe, are you back with us? Yeah, I am. I, I was having trouble with Discord. No. Oh, okay. So I switched computers. Gotcha. So, uh, okay. what about you, uh, your 9 11 2001 experience? Well, I think I, I told you before, well, you know, everyone knows that I was the operations manager of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Unemployment Compensation Service Center. Mm -hmm. I didn't so, know you were the manager. I just thought you worked there. Look at you. No, I was the apps manager there. Yeah. Um, so me and a few people from Harrisburg were interviewing to hire subordinate managers in other offices. So I was in an isolated room with like five other panel members and we came out for a break and some of our agents, our interviewers said, somebody hit the twin towers. And we mm -hmm. were like, why? So we all ran into the office in, into my office and we were, we we're trying to get information for Harrisburg. And all they did was tell us <clears throat> pack up and go home 
you can't be on the phone. <laughs> we were a call center, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so we were they a call said, center too. We need we need the phones. We can't tie up phone lines. The uh, they want uh, so Harrisburg told us to shut down, send everybody home, which we did. The ad the ad story for me was on September tenth. Um, the uh, Secretary of Labor here in uh, Pennsylvania asked me to go on NPR's uh, one of NPR's morning news shows. Talk of the Nation, it was called. Okay. I don't know if they still have it. Oh, yeah, and, I remember that uh, one. Okay, so I was on, so he asked me to, to represent the, the unemployment office just on Talk of the Nation on September 10th. And I think his name was Ron Zaroli. He may still be a, somebody there. But uh, they interviewed me on September 10th about unemployment claims, and they had a couple. Uh, they had a psychiatrist and an employment interviewer, employment. So we we did that show on September 10th, and they recorded it the very next day. What what really stuck in my mind was the very next day, Jim Zaroli, who in, was interviewing me the, the the day before, was down in downtown Manhattan, covering this tragedy. And I I I'll never forget the stark difference of what it was like doing that interview the day before and our world changed the next day and here the same guy his whole world changed Mm -hmm. and it was just amazing to me Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's um and uh mine mine is pretty simple I, i remember exactly where i was we were at our apartment in lakewood i was working at a grocery store i was working like second shifts and stuff like that and i'm always a night owl i was asleep uh i guess around 9 30 something like that my mom called me yeah and i was like hey mom what's up she's like we're under attack and i was like what <laughs> she's oh, like no. we we've been bombed and yeah. i'm like what <laughs> and i'm like this is before we she's could, like turn on the tv like- <sighs> she's like turn on the tv and i go and i turn on the tv and i was just I just couldn't stop watching the TV. I was one of those people. I'm I'm like that now with COVID. Yeah, it's insane. Um, I will. Oh God, sorry, Kenny. No, it's just I, I'm I you know until the crisis is over, I, I I'm addicted to consuming information on on what's going on. Said crisis, yeah. You know. Yes, I, you are. I do have one snippet from my morning there that I I do think is funny at least. Um, in the way that it can only be funny at, at times of yeah. extreme tragedy. I was staying with my friend Macy, who was interning at a law firm. And so um, we went up to the roof of her building to see what the hell was going on. And we saw like the smoke, you know, after the first hit. And then her neighbor from across the hall was like this tiny, extremely elderly lady, uh, Gladys. And she's standing there like wrapped in her blanket. And it was not that cold but anyway we're like looking out at it and the second plane hits and she just goes oh my god do you think it's terrorists and i was like well i mean yeah yeah, gladys i do i really i do but she just couldn't 
Like, just that she was not sure, and it was kind of funny at the time. And, you know, everybody's choking and coughing because of the smoke, like, a lot, like, on the West Coast right now, probably. Mm. But, yeah, just that moment. Do you think? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I do. I think that's probably a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah. and that's I'm glad you brought up what's going out on, on the West Coast right now because that's horrific. That's horrific. We have yep. a lot of friends uh, who, you know, that's, reside yeah. in Northern California. And yeah, and my cousins. I don't know if they're Oregon and Washington. And um, just yeah, a quick question. Just a real quick question, though. Something is kind of distracting me. I keep hearing a fan hitting somebody's microphone. Does somebody have an oscillating fan and their fan is like, Every once in a while, hitting their microphone. That might be, yeah, that might be mine. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. Naughty. Uh, naughty, but, uh, naughty. <laughs> it's oh, just, come on. it's like I just hear it once in a while, but um, it just it, so, but it's okay. You can leave it on, just you know. Uh, no, I won't have it oscillating. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Kind of a, kind of a yeah. move, Joe. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. So, I know it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna unoscillate. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you for um, making the PP joke. Uh, can you hear that? Yes. Okay. Because I had to reset the audio because uh, I had it set differently. Um, but uh, yeah, Trisec, what were you saying? You you posted some things about the wildfires. Yeah, the, the, the fires in California. I posted a couple of things out there because, you know, I have uh, oh a couple of friends on the West Coast. I don't talk to them that often, but. Mm-hmm. East of the Mississippi, we just don't have any concept of how big this actually is. Right now, it's the land area. It's as if the entire state of Connecticut was on fire. The entire state. That's like 5,000 wow. square miles. It's insane. Wow. And, you know, for a local Bostonian reference, there was a fire last year. I made the same comparison. Just imagine that everything inside Route 128, and that's Boston's Beltway Highway, everything inside Route 128 was on fire. Wow. That's insane. And we, we just have no concept of that. You know, a big brush fire around these parts is a couple of hundred acres. Yeah. You know, increase that by a factor of 100 or a thousand, it's, and that's what's on fire out there right now. It's bonkers. Crazy. It's bonkers. And you know, Grimmy, Grimmy's out there. He's like a lot of smoke. Uh, I think Caitlin, Chris is. Uh, she said my mother took this uh, this picture at noon yesterday of the sun, and the sky's all pinkish mm. orange, and I guess well just gray, and, uh, and you know, and the sun yeah. is like has a haze around it. So. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, I forget who else out is out in California, but it's, it's awful, it, you know, and, and again, Washington, well, Theo's and, uh, um, Theo's in Portland, right? Washington, yes. isn't he? Or he is Seattle. in Portland? I can't remember. I always I thought that was under an evacuation order. I'm Mister. I'm Mister. Uh, yeah, I think he's. In, I think he's in Portland. I, I'm Mister. Uh, bad at geography. Um, but anyway, uh, as you know, how I've what I've said about your fine state a few, a few times. Um, but uh, but Zelda. The, speaking of the well, the wildfires. Um, why don't you tell us how one of them got started? Or one of them. Oh, oh well, it's at least oh. the second one that's happened. <laughs> we did not learn from mistakes here. Uh, some no. assholes decided to have what people are calling a gender reveal party, but what I will call a biological sexual organ party. Um, 
<laughs> and I'm sure that there's a better way to say it than that. But uh, and so they're just exploding shit to um, identify uh, the words boy or girl about the said child. Uh, because or, apparently we yeah. can't have parties to celebrate babies that aren't violent um, reminders that these people, and I saw somebody tweeting about this, and I, I'm really into it. I think it's a great thing to remember. This is not an age-old tradition going back mm -hmm. as far as we could determine boy or girl, again, and you can't see me, but I'm making air quotes, about yeah. a child. This is something that's a reaction to the increased acceptance of trans lives. And it needs to be treated like that. It's not bad enough that they're doing that. They're now also literally setting fire to the planet. Like the mm -hmm. bunch of fuckers that they are. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, basically, what you're saying is, I don't know if everybody's familiar with the news, but there was a gender reveal party that had to have explosions of fireworks in Again. Blue. Again. Again. Yeah. This is the in, second one in, of these yeah. parties. In a California area that was very, I don't know, uh, vulnerable, I should say, to fire mm -hmm. and being dried out and, and more fire was caused. In so, autumn, in the year where it's been uh, drought everywhere. I live in a subtropical climate area type part of Massachusetts yeah. and we're having an extreme drought to the point that water restrictions are actually fairly serious. Um and, and I don't think that yeah. we can under like score enough, though, that this is an act of violence against members of the LGBTQ community plus community. Like this mm -hmm. is something that's a reaction to people starting to be more accepting and appreciative of the fact that there's not just man and woman, that there yeah. are all kinds of people yeah. out there. And that's been true. That is an age old tradition. That is something that across several cultures is the case. And this is people saying, like, what is the part is it dangling or not you know, <laughs> what's what's going to be a part mm. of this person's physical body when they come out not anything about that actual person and you know it's just it's i don't know if that's what you meant by this kenny <laughs> but yeah what happened is some rednecks probably some some hate-filled ignorant people went out and caused a natural well not natural disaster is it Caused an extreme disaster that's killing oh, people. Oh, a man-made a, a, a crime against so a crime against humanity. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, predicated and on predicated on an act of violence against trans people is, I guess, what I, or non-binary people. But you know, there's yeah. So I, I mean, it's it, unnecessary. It's 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 very grotesquely um, narcissistic to. Uh, it's just pathetic, selfish, boring yeah. excess and waste. And again, also flying in the face of, you know, um, the, well, you know, the, the idea of oh, gender's binary. Okay. Cool story. Pink and light blue, right? Yeah. That's it. And you know what goes back even further than these stupid parties is the fact that pink and blue aren't even the, in the order that they used to be associated with what we call gender. Uh, it used to be reversed, but then people hmm. who own stores, yeah, look that up. Purple. There you go. See that? <laughs> also, you're royal. But um, yeah, it's a yeah, it's no, a, actually, a it violent because of Prince. A violent, <laughs> a violent cis uh, hetero. <laughs> let's be honest, probably white people crime. Yeah, yeah. I, but you know, just yeah, it, and uh, yeah, isn't it so typically American? You know, a baby's getting born. We don't know what kind it is. It's a person. Yeah, let's blow stuff up because we can. Yeah. Yeah. 
blowing stuff up in the middle of the drought is very, very narcissistic, very ridiculous. You know, Joe, what were you going to, uh, what were you going to, uh, let's get you in on this before we uh, go to the break. I, I just think it's a strange convergence here of climate change denial and narcissism <laughs> and outright ignorance that's happening in this country. Yeah. You know, and here you go. Here you go. Well, we definitely got a dose yep. of that this week for sure. Um, and mm. we're gonna we're gonna start breaking that down. The Woodward audio. I I still I I I, I was I am a gog. I am a gog. <laughs> a gog. That he sat down with Bob Woodward mm. again. How many times? Eighteen. Or was so it eighteen? Was eight, it was, eighteen hours it, it of recording. 18, yeah. Eighteen. Re- 18 um, interviews, a lot of them were phone calls, initiated by Trump, by the way. Just very short, though. Very, very, very short. During a yeah, pandemic. Yeah, half hour to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of garbage. Um, so, yeah. So, it, it, we're probably looking at least 10, 10 to 15 hours then, you know, of, of him just saying, oh, okay, you're going to write a nice book about me now. Right. What? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. So, but yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, start diving into that when we get back in. Oh, Trump invented a new term while he was in Michigan last night, everybody. Good job. So, uh, but yeah, but the whole thing. I mean, Jesus, God. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, you know, talk about that stuff. But anyway, we're, we're going to take <laughs> a break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night uh, right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com Thank you. 
Kiss you in the mouth. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of the Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. The Tim Coromel Show, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Turn Up the Night on RadioForHumans.com. Boom, boom, shakalaka goes right there. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast. Heard right here. Really? Yes, it's just that simple. Listen to the Bradcast every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on Radio for Humans. Please visit radioforhumans.com and bradblog.com. Let it all hang out. Oh, wow. That, to me, is extremely exciting. Hi, this is Kenny Pick. You're not listening to Radio for Robots. This is Radio for Humans. I don't see you crying, robot. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? Radioforhumans.com. Robot. 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 Robot! This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, uh, joining me, uh, as always, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello! Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing. So, uh, boy, it sure cooled down out this way. It's it been did a, here, too. It's been uh, hard getting motivated. And, uh, of course, the Suze knows all about that. Uh, the weather is not much different between here and Studio LR. It is not, but I was 
I I had a cat um, doing a spell on me, so it was hard to get up. It was because it yeah. was cool and nice and crisp and good sleeping weather, which oh, I yeah. enjoy. Love being able to use blankets again. And of course, our Boston contingent in the heezy, uh, Zelda McGregor, uh, Cape Cod. Welcome. I are Boston, Massachusetts. God damn it's it. It's okay. It, everyone kind <laughs> it's of. All right. It's no, fine. It's not. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't forgive myself. <laughs> it's okay. Um, thank yeah, you for bringing up time. That, that it's crispy and cool outside. I was really excited today because I've been bitching that I want it to be autumn for a while. And for those of you who remember me living in Cleveland, um, or God forbid, some of you poor souls who knew me even before that, I've always appreciated autumn. That's not something they like force on you when you move to New England, mm. but it is the best here. Like straight up, it's true. Follow what the gifts and everything say on the internet. Um, it absolutely is fantastic here. I'm looking forward to the leaves changing. I'm looking forward to wearing tall socks and boots and scarves and little jackets <laughs> and hats. Patagonia is my buddy, and I can't wait to be reunited uh, with them. I might have to um, put on some long trousers tonight, Trisec. It's yeah, a little. It's I'm a really painting here. a picture for you. It's you it is Patagonia. Is that a? Uh, it's a sustainable. It's a sustainable it's a, activewear company. Outdoor uh, brand name. Yeah. Uh -huh. They encourage mm -hmm. you not to buy on. new stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome I, back, I had Trisec. a fleece on most of the day, and it was cloudy and cool and a little damp out in Metro West. So. Oh, dope, dope. Yeah. It was a little damp here, but the sun was out for most of the day. And now there's a really stunning sunset yeah. outdoors over the oh, Pocasset nice River. Very cool. <sighs> I'm all good for fall. October and November are my two favorite months of the year I to camp. Do I uh, like my flannel shirts, but I have a feeling they're going to look like fucking nightgowns on me this year. Uh, <laughs> I know. You're so thin now. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't say thin, but uh, definitely a size smaller. Um, so anyway, uh, at least in, in, in tops, my top size, I went down a top size. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, September 11th, that's today. Um, and uh, you know, I, and, and let's not forget, and I don't want to dwell on this too much. Let's not forget all the times Trump was fucking awful, uh, about nine 11, Let's yeah. not forget that his first trip uh, out of this country was mm -hmm. to Saudi Arabia, where, you know, I don't know, uh, a lot of presidents will, will say, hey, I'm going to go to Canada. Hey, I'm going to go to Mexico. Hey, I'm going to go to England, you know, for my first trip as head of state. He went nope, to Saudi right Arabia. To Saudi Arabia. I saw Nancy Pelosi on Wolf Blitzer ask that very question. Said, but, you know, why, why do you think that is? You know? But, but and then it, the it, reporter it, was asking her, why do you think that is? Well, like, yeah. uh, she's not saying that because she doesn't want many legal ramifications. Well, I think the re what she's saying is he's a crook. Well, it, he's it's a crook. more than that. It's that he sidles up next to butchers and dictators all the time. And yeah. and and what we one thing we learned, but no, it's not her position to spell that out as Speaker of the House. That's what I'm saying. I concur. Um, yeah. So yeah, you. you know, Wolf was just trying to push her to 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 get her to say something. Uh, you know, yeah, and, Wolf's pissing me off. <laughs> brand for him he's like Come on. seriously seriously he's like one of the least oh uh, no Siri I don't want anything um yeah, seriously no yes <laughs> so now your phone's gonna do it now your phone's gonna do it 
but, but Alexa. Uh, yeah. no, oh, oh, don't no, no. say that. Don't say that <laughs> over over the air. That, <laughs> now she's talking to me. Everybody's everybody. <laughs> if you say that over the air, everybody's devices will freak out. I learned my lesson on that. Um, so I anyway, uh, Wolf. Yeah, who cares about what Wolf Blitzer had to say? It doesn't matter. He's innocuous. Uh, but it, it was important that she brought it up, and she's like, and she said basically, and he covered for the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia over the slaughter of. Uh, uh, Khashoggi, bullshit. you know, yeah. uh, uh, he admitted that in the in the Woodward tapes, Joe. Look, yeah, I saw that. Right now, my 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 concern is one: where are those missing uh, Clinton kit tapes? Okay, mm-hmm. and second all the, of all, the emails too. Uh, uh, what what was Nancy Pelosi doing, getting her hair done? Oh, I know. I mean, these are the, these her are the hair pressing. Great. Okay. Those her are hair pressing looks- questions. These, these are pressing questions to me that I, I think have to be answered before we can move on. And also, Hunter Biden, a herpa derpa doodle Well, <laughs> we won't even start with Hunter. Yeah. I mean, um, the jackass that like went to the press and said, "Oh, Nancy Pelosi got a haircut without a mask." I, I don't well, give a shit. And now matter. their salon is closed. Yeah, oh, good for her. Person. Yeah. yeah. Womp yeah. womp. It's not like she encouraged thousands and hundreds of thousands of people to get together to, yeah. without masks to watch her speak. She just got one haircut. But go on. She got a haircut. Was, did you, she, and did you look, catch the whole bit about the shop owner there that was insisting all along, oh, no, it wasn't political. Then why the fuck did you go to Fox News with the tape? Yeah. Seriously. But, Joe, yes. what were you going to say about this? Yeah. Uh, just what Trey said. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, great minds. But, yeah, I mean, so uh, we've got all of this swirling around. You had last night uh, Laura Ingram and Dinesh D'Souza talking about Hunter Biden's Chinese Chinese interests, not once mentioning the 19 patents that Ivanka Trump uh, got when she was uh, first lady. (laughs) Yeah, I said it, first lady. Um, And, Mm. uh, uh, but, yeah, so... uh, but the Woodward tapes, we, we, we're going to build up. I, I got to say, I'm so absolutely proud of Don Lemon in his show last night. I'm going to play you some audio that is, is I'm going to save it towards the end because it's some of the best information cobbled together for our side on why we have leadership on our side in contrast to what what happened over the months between February, no, between December 2019 and June 19th of this year, uh, of all this audio um, with Trump and uh, uh, Woodward, Bob Woodward. But listen to this first clip. This one, uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, uh, play something else from Jake Tapper after this. But this is. Uh, this is what uh, he said on March 1st. I'm sorry, March March 19th, 2020. No, no. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We're going to do this one first. Yeah, so this is uh, Trump and Woodward on March 19th. Now it's turning out it's not just old people, Bob. But just today and, and yesterday, some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older. Yeah, exactly. People to children people are immune. So, so what's going d- on? Give in, me and, a, 
a moment of talking to somebody, going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to oh my god the gravity is uh, almost inexplicable and unexplainable well I think Bob really to be honest with sure, you sure I want you to I be. wanted to uh, I wanted to always play it down I still like playing it down yes sir. because I don't want to create a panic doesn't want to create a panic no, about all those uh, no. poor suburbanites that are going to be overrun by all those low-income housing uh, complexes filled with dark-skinned people. Doesn't want to cause a panic about a caravan coming across the border. We need to build a wall. They're going to kill you. They're going to rape you. Well, yeah. don't forget about the taco trucks four years ago. That was a not very oh, well-coated taco method. trucks on every corner. Yeah. yeah, sign me the fuck up. By the way, I, I just that yeah. just yeah. Good. Let's go. that, that just yeah. popped up in my timeline. I well, had a I had a Clinton Kane sticker mock up that uh, that I found that said uh, a ta- you know Clinton Kane twenty sixteen a taco truck on every corner. Um, Seriously, but, I have that T shirt. Nice. Really? Uh, <laughs> like a, that's like better than a chicken in every pot. A taco truck on every. I know. Corner. I know. Because if to, it's a chicken in the pot, then you have to make it. Yeah, yeah I don't need chicken. A taco truck. Sure. Well, if it's a taco truck, you can get it anywhere yeah, you it want. Is. And Tri- someone else is going to make. Trisec, it. you were going to say something about uh, Trump fear mongering again. Yeah. Well, the whole business about you said the date was March nineteenth. That, uh, this interview that he yeah. always wanted to play it down and not create a panic. Well, he kind of did. And my company mm-hmm. shut down f- on March 13th, oh, wow. three days before he said that. And we were promptly out of work for four and a half months. So mm-hmm. where's the panic? Yeah. You know, maybe calmer heads might've had a different outcome. Well, and, and Joe, as I recall, there absolutely was a panic um, yeah. because the information coming out was piss poor and, and it wasn't uniform and there was no, uh, organization as yeah. to what should be done. And, and, and Joe, you remember what we, we still can't find rubbing alcohol to this day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Still can't yeah. get wipes. Joe. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, February 14th, the, uh, the stock market hit an all time high. Mm-hmm. The three days after that, the stock market lost like twenty five percent of its mm. work. Yeah. Well, I think he blinked out of uh, Discord. Yeah, a little Uh-oh. bit. Uh, but I'm interested in what he's saying. I, I am he's too. Saying that three days after yeah. Valentine's Just Day, Discordant. Joe. Joe, eh, I'll <sighs> um, come back and tell us about it. All right. Well, uh, let me let me uh, uh, buy him a little bit of time, and let me play this Jake Tapper uh, clip with Abby Phillips and Laura Baron Lopez. And uh, this contains, uh, you know, what we've just kind of been talking about, and it also contains some information about him trying to compare himself to leaders during World War II, such as FDR and Winston Churchill. Trump says he wanted to downplay the virus because he didn't want the American people to panic. But frankly, 
he tries to invoke panic all the time to motivate his base. Just yesterday, he tweeted, quote, if I don't win, America's suburbs will be overrun with low-income projects, anarchists, agitators, looters, and, of course, friendly protesters. That's, I mean, his whole argument is panic. Exactly. And if you listen to even his speech last night, uh, he was sounding the same basic tune, a warning that the suburbs are going to be overrun by anarchists, they're going to be murders uh, all over the country. I mean, this is not a president who shies away from turning up the temperature on his rhetoric. So it is not believable that uh, that is the reason why he uh, downplayed the coronavirus threat. And it's particularly, uh, it's a particularly ridiculous explanation from the White House's part, because these were warnings that really could have saved lives. I think watching a you know, uh, Jim Acosta's interviews with those uh, those uh, Trump supporters at the rally really vividly illustrates the consequences of the president continuing to refuse to uh, explain to the American people and level with them about what the threat is and what they can do to protect themselves. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in one second. But first, let me ask Laura. So, so Trump invoked Winston Churchill and FDR during his rally last night, suggesting that like them during World War II, he was trying to avoid public panic during a time of crisis. But Anyone that has read any history of World War II knows that that's not what FDR and Winston Churchill did. Right. It, as Jeremy laid out yeah. in his report, what Trump claimed ha has no, um, it does not match up with the facts at all, Jake. And so Churchill said there would be months of suffering. Americans were asked to sacrifice during World War II and Thank were asked you. to uh, ration. And FDR made very clear the, the threats that were posed to the country. At the, by contrast, Trump from the beginning of the pandemic has said that the virus would disappear or has said <laughs> that it isn't as dangerous as the common flu, often contradicting a Dr. Fauci, head of NIH. And so it's um, from the very beginning he has repeatedly said that this is not that dangerous, that the summer months would mean that it disappeared. We're now about to enter fall. Uh, the pandemic is still very present. And CDC officials, former CDC officials that I've spoken to throughout the pandemic have said how significant and critical it is when government leaders express empathy and actually level with citizens about what they need them to do in order to help uh, during a pandemic like this to help it pass and to get past it. Yeah. Who could ever forget that classic Winston Churchill quote? Um, Turn down those air raid sirens. We don't want to cause a ruckus. Make sure no one turns <laughs> their lights out. We would hate for people to wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're taking away my lights and my no. rights. <laughs> Joe, are you back I'll with us? I'll an easily bombed target if I want to. Yeah. Joe, you're back with us, right? I am. I'm having okay. trouble with uh, Discord tonight. I don't know right. what it is. It keeps knocking me out. Maybe yeah. there's a message there. I no. don't know. No, there's mm -hmm. not. It's a, you need to fight it. You need to. <laughs> I mean, fight from it, Discord, Joe. not from you guys. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, mm -hmm. but you were you were talking about uh, we can we can go back to that that clip there. I was just buying you a little bit of time, um, and uh, but you you were talking about the stock market. Yeah. The 14th? Yeah, on February 14th, we, we hit a high, uh, a record high in the stock market. And then um, 
uh, the World Health Organization, you know, the one that was doing nothing and is a collusion with China. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, announced that, you know, we're, we're this is a pandemic. And uh, the following week, the uh, the Dow Industrial lost like 25% of its value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of what? What would, would they call that? Oh, a panic. Yeah. So the very thing that he wanted to avoid, he caused because... He knew back in January and February 7th, a week earlier, mm-hmm. that this was a very dangerous pandemic, yet he didn't level with anybody. Maybe he could have mitigated the loss of people's 401ks, Yeah, you know, by say, coming on the air and saying, look, this is the situation. You know, I re- I, I'm old enough to remember more than any of you mm-hmm. the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll never forget the night that I was a little boy, but you know, me and my parents sat around what the TV. Year, what and year was that? Sorry, got it. This <laughs> was 1962, gotcha. so I was 13. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't remember 62. No, no. I wasn't <laughs> but, uh, my parents weren't even married yet. All right, all right, all right. Let Joe finish the story. I, I'm old. I'm no. I was born 21 years later. All right. Calm down. <laughs> All right. Seriously. Anyway, I remember sitting around this TV watching one President John Fitzgerald Kennedy go on the air and told us the news. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were missiles in Cuba. They were aimed at us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be have to be action taken against the Russians who put them there. And that meant a blockade of Cuba. And who knows, it could have meant war. But he told us. He went on television. Told us, scared the shit out of me. I mean, I had to change my underwear right after. You did not. But, no, no. No, but I was scared. I was, I was what, 13? Figuratively. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was just mental underwear. And, you know, like, my, you know, my mother and father were sitting there looking at each other. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at them. And I'm thinking, this is tough shit. <laughs> and you, you know, were being threatened by an outside th- source that was completely beyond your control. It's pretty scary. He told us. Yeah. He told us this was there. And he told us what he was going to do. Okay? So, I mean, I mean, that's what a leader does. Mm-hmm. You know, a leader comes on television and says, you know what? There's missiles aimed at us. In Cuba, okay, the Russians put them there. If they don't remove them, we may be at nuclear war. Or in your case, dinosaurs play out this news. Yes, <laughs> yes. In my case, it was an animation. Okay, done no. by dinosaurs. Just right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I feel horrible. Well, okay. I'm gonna. Susan's older than my me. Meds now. The nurse is here. <laughs> oh, uh, Su- Su- Susan is the, uh, let's see. Uh, I take more meds than you. You're the third oldest. <laughs> no, you're, you're the uh, uh, third in line to be the oldest person on the show. I know. That's why see? I like to make fun there of Joe because that's terrible. Be. I wouldn't I, do I, it. I have everybody. I, have I dirt don't meat. think so. so. There you go. Come on, knock it off. Um, really. This isn't what but the anyway, show is about. That's anyway, what a leader does. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what a leader does. When, and, when, and I remember I mean, my they, parents telling me of they, the time they sat around the radio yeah. on December 
1941. Sure. Okay. And heard him tell us the truth about what happened. He didn't say, well, you know, we don't want to, you know, we'll build those ships again. And well, let's, let's it was not even, an yeah, let's, yeah. let's, something that we can all relate he told to. Us what happened. Something we can all relate to is 9 11 because we all yeah. shared our experiences here. We were told what happened. We were get it, given information. And yes, there, there were a yeah. lot of horrible things that happened afterwards. But at the very moment after this, Again, what a lot of people have said is George W. Bush was the president of everybody that day. And and for for, you know, again, I'm not forgiving him for anything. He's a war criminal. We know this. We protested. We went in the streets protesting to going into Iraq. That phony bogus war that Trump supported. Um and the uh uh and not only that, but I mean, Rudy Giuliani even had his moments until he turned himself into a caricature and started using that as like, oh, that's my, you know, look what a what a hero I am, you know, the you know yeah. the hero of nine eleven. Uh, or as you, Joe always says, a noun and a verb in nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> what you hear from him. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean, this is uh, this is. You know, we're just devoid of the, the, this kind of leadership. And and again, what would the panic yeah. have been, Zelda, if 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 he would have said, "Everybody, make sure, please, social distance, wear a mask." Well, the, the reason why he didn't do that is because he didn't want to give up his his emotional support rallies. Well, that and he doesn't want to look weak. No, yeah, yeah. In his eyes, yeah, no, it's all the weak. People who support yep. him, strength is brutality, and the cruelty is the point. So saying things like, "Hey, everybody, like let's relax from each other for a while and wear a mask and wash your hands," because first of all, fucking wash your yeah. hands anyway. Like, come on, yeah. seriously. But gross. like, I don't care if you Please. have sprinkles on your hands; you should wash them anyway. Like. That's, I think, where it comes down to. What would have happened? Even some of his supporters would have been... Because, mark my words, they'll turn on him when the right other monster comes. Uh, yeah. No problem. Um, True. But, but yeah, he doesn't want to look weak. He thinks things like... I. <laughs> the All that, he's got is confidence, really. I mean, he doesn't have any skill. He doesn't have any talent. He doesn't have anything. Mm. He's just well, got let, confidence. Yeah, let Zelda That's finish her, her thought, though. I'm sorry. No. Well, no, just like he, his understanding of power is strength. And, and it, it mm -hmm. shows going back as far as the 80s. And he tells us that. When people show you who they are, you have to believe them. And this person, this president, has shown us repeatedly who he is over the past several decades. And, you know, that's... That's the way it is. For some reason, he's not weak because he's a germaphobe. But if he tells us <laughs> to wash our hands and wear a mask, that makes him look like he's listening to someone else and he doesn't know everything. It's absurd. I think even a lot of people who still, for whatever reason, support him know that. But they don't care sure. because they're getting what they want, which at the end of the day is the brutality and the cruelty. That's what they sure. want. That's what it's about. But here, here uh, my favorite beta male moment from Trump. I don't want mosquitoes around me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant alpha male. I meant alpha male. That's so tough. Um, and and don't forget also how alpha he is. You can't throw a brick. It's too heavy. Mm. All right. But Trisec, yeah. what, what were you going to say? 
Uh, well, I wonder if you might indulge me for a second here, because I've done a little bit of digging around since where Trump is trying to make the comparison between himself and World War II leaders. Uh, you're all familiar. Of course, we're all familiar with the nothing to fear but fear itself speech from FDR. That was actually Depression era. That was from his first inaugural in 1933. Yeah. There's one here from a fireside chat that he did in April of 1942, not very long after the Doolittle Raid where we bombed Tokyo. And this kind of puts things more in focus, that if we had a real president that understood what was going on and could maybe rally the American people to actually do something constructive... Uh, let me find a good point to read this from. All right. That front is right here at home in our daily lives and in our daily tasks. Here at home, everyone will have the privilege of making whatever self-denial is necessary, not only to supply our fighting men, but to keep the economic structure of our country fortified and secure during the war and after the war. This will require, of course, the abandonment not only of luxuries, but of many other creature comforts. And he goes on this stuff about uh, people writing into Washington and asking what they can do and uh, here and uh, loyal Americans and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the one question that recurs through all these thousands of letters and messages is what more can I do to help my country in winning this war? So this is a fireside chat. This was just a radio chat. And the other quote that we might want to look for is from JFK's inauguration that I used to play four times a day when I was giving tours. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And we do not, we simply do not have that spirit in the United States of America anymore. It's you're, you're all right. about what's in it for me. You're 100% correct. Uh, give me an amen for that. And um, uh, Suze, anything you want to add to? We're gonna we're gonna pick up this conversation after the break because we've got plenty more of the Woodward audio. Um, but uh, anything else you'd like to add, Suze, before we go to the break? No, I don't have anything really. I mean, that's right. that's great. Yeah, I All agree right. with it. Completely. So okay, uh, and thank God they mentioned rationing too. I mean, because how long have we been talking about rationing on this show? Yeah. Since the beginning of this. And thank God, uh, who was it? That was um, uh, Laura Baron Lopez on uh, Jake Tapper today. Uh, so thank you, Lord, uh, Laura Baron Lopez, for bringing that up. I, I mean, it's just how soon we forget. Yeah. You know, how soon people forget. Not us, but, you know, uh, the American psyche no. is, no. is <laughs> devoid of of uh just decency at this moment in history and it is it is it is heartbreaking anyway um we're gonna run to the break we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this turn up the night with kenny pick boy that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass isn't it what what kind of radio station is this kennypick.com and now on with the show michigan gave us motang i mean jesus yeah. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah. Hello. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. 
you know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Oh, who can ever forget the Motang sounds? God almighty. Not me. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition, broadcasting live on RadioForHumans.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me uh, out of uh, Cape Cod, Maryland, uh, Zelda McGregor. Welcome. Nice. <laughs> so. <What? laughs> See? His new, Kenny, his you new try that again? is going to be no, in uh-uh. a different state every time. We don't allow from, that. From the great state of Boston, <laughs> Trisec is joining that, well, us. Well, that's correct. It's a Commonwealth, <laughs> but nice. Massachusetts. Yeah, Commonwealth. Yep. I'm just, it, no, I've just given up on trying. Um, so, uh, yeah, Massachusetts. Uh, I, I kid, of course. Ma- Massachusetts, Cape Cod, and Boston. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. And, of course, Joe Santorsa from Scranton, Illinois. Hello. The Commonwealth. The oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania is no. also oh, a commonwealth. Oh, I'm sorry. It also Massachusetts is. Massachusetts is also a commonwealth. And of course, uh, and Virginia. Virginia. Not a commonwealth. And Virginia. Virginia. Aren't there yeah. five? The Sues uh, joining us from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> from Studio LR, Massachusetts. Yeah. Studio mm-hmm. LR. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I, I, I wouldn't even know. What it was like to live anywhere but Ohio. But I have gone through Massachusetts and I have gone through Maryland and I that's I've been through both as well and I'm you know, and again, I'm just that's gonna it. stop trying with any geography at all. Um but you I did get what? it right. I think we're gonna have a geography lesson. I now. did get it right though. Thea's yeah, in, in Portland. Thea I would win in Portland. So yeah. Well, I'm saying a I lesson worse than Kenny. Not a competition. I know you'd win for a competition. I'm saying we should have a lesson so everyone can learn things about geography. I'm done learning. That'll bring My in bro- the listeners. I'm Who done learning want geography. Yeah. I'm done learning. My yeah. brain is full. Can I be excused? Um <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back to, uh, well, you know, uh, what, what's not helping us get any smarter, uh, that orange beast of a thing. Um, President Trump? <laughs> yeah. Uh, eh, I don't like to dignify him with that title because I still don't think he's earned it yet. Mm. But, I think you should say well, like an old... impeached President Trump. Yeah, forever yeah. impeached. That's okay. Well, like a southern co-worker of mine always used to say, rum makes you dumb, so in our case, Trump makes you dump. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that would be the... Negative, like, so, intonation there toward pooping, because anyway, pooping is wonderful. Pooping <laughs> is, is great. Uh, so, let anyway... Let it go. All right. You guys are an easy-to-control bunch tonight. Um, so... Oh, I'm on my second martini of the show. Oh, Ooh. that explains a lot. So, uh, all right, uh, here is Trump with Woodward, Joe, uh, once again, but this dates back to February, February, I should say. This clip 
again, what 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 kind of month do we call February, Joe? Around these parts, we call it the lost. We call it the lost <laughs> month. This is one week into February, the seventh, and this is what Trump said about COVID nineteen. And so, what was uh, President Xi saying? Yesterday. Well, we were talking mostly about the uh, the virus, and I think he's going to have it in good shape. But you know, it's a very tricky situation. It's uh, indeed it goes it, it goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. Oh, you know, it's the touch, airborne. You don't have to touch things, well, that, right? But the air, it? you just hmm. breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your. You know, you're even your strenuous flus. You know, well, people don't realize we lose 25,000, 30,000 people a year here. We Who don't? ever think that, right? No. I know. It's, I mean, it's pretty amazing. No shit. And then uh, I say, well, is that the same thing? For, this is uh, more deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. He knew it in February. Deadly stuff. He knew, he knew it. this in February. He knew it. He knew it. Covered it up. Of course he did. And uh, I, 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 in the, the, the blaming going on right now. Oh, Woodward should have gone to authorities if it wasn't the right thing to say. He, uh, Woodward didn't know really what he was sitting on there. I mean, he should have. I'm not going to disagree that I think he should have released this a lot sooner, but. Uh, well, uh, it, it, it's uh, not his fault that Trump knew this and did nothing. Go ahead, Joe. Well, a couple things. First of all, Woodward wasn't the president of the United States. Also true. Okay. Second of all, uh, as somebody pointed out on MSNBC, um, let's not get distracted of pointing fingers at the journalist. Of course not. Yeah. The person who could have done something here was Trump, and he didn't. February 7th, he didn't have to panic everybody by telling his uh, HHS secretary to start stocking up on PPE. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have panicked anybody, would it? Uh, he couldn't. Nope. He couldn't. He couldn't have told. He could have told his people to start looking around for ventilators, and start looking around for uh, masks and gowns and stuff for frontline workers. Right? That wouldn't have panicked yeah. anybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. He could have made a lot of preparations in the background all during the month of February. That by March first, if we had enough PPE and everything, if he did did his work, here's the problem with what he did. Yeah, he, he's insensitive. Yeah, he has no moral compass. Yeah, all those things. But here's the biggest thing about this. He's fucking lazy. Yeah. He's a lazy son of a bitch. And he didn't want to do the work that would be necessary if he came out and told the public, here's what could happen, here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to develop a plan. Because that would take thought, it would take effort, and it would take him off the golf course. Yeah. You're absolutely, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, and, and not only that, you know, uh, again, about, you know, as Zelda pointed out, his his perception of strength or the way his supporters perceive his strength, too. 
is that'll make me look weak if I don't hold my, you know, little, you know, uh, my little rallies. That'll make, you know, we, we still, we got to get them out there. And it's like the, the, the un unbelievable, no, it's not unbelievable. It's, it's it, again, you don't, what is it? You, you don't have to be, be surprised to maintain your sense of shock. Well, here's uh, the thing, yeah, you know, if, if he had the, done his work, yeah, if he had I know. done his work back in February, yeah. right now, today, he could have been having his rallies. If he was warning people as early as Joe, if he was, absolutely. If he was warning people as early as Joe Biden was, and if you guys don't know, wait till the end of the show. It might surprise you how early Joe Biden was warning about a pandemic, uh, because it what that was also a core tenant of the Obama Biden administration too. Uh, mm. Dare I say, uh, 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 yeah. Obama was uh, prescient uh, many years ago, about six years ago. But well, I don't want to spoil too much of that. But it, it's it, the the compare and contrast is going to be unbelievable. Um, and Joe, I want to I want to say two things. First of all, when I was um, at United Way in 2014, we were aware of pandemics, the possibility of having one, and training for them. Okay, so in case of a pandemic, we would do this, this, this. If this happened, we would do this, this, this. So he's aware. And B, if Hillary had been president, she would have already been burnt at the stake for a quarter of the things he's done but they keep giving him credit like oh did he know oh. did he know he had the he had the report but did he read it Who it would have been it would have been pantsuit and cankle jokes for fucking three yeah. and a half years that's all it would have yeah. would have been from the right because they would have had nothing because she would have be disrespectful she, and forget about her emails kenny oh and yeah her <laughs> emails butter emails uh, but you know it would have been it would have been, it been benghazi you know i mean uh, i mean how many benghazis is this now guys uh, on American soil. Seriously. 180,000. 180,000. We know it's about, what, 60-some 9-11s, so... Yeah. 65 9-11s. Yeah. Thank you. 65. And, uh... That's almost as old as Joe. I mean, I imagine <laughs> how people would have turned <laughs> oh, on... Thanks for reminding me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> Buzz everybody. Um, so, uh, so, so, so here, I'll make you all feel old. How old were you uh, when nine eleven happened? Now you all feel old. Thank you. Um, I was still so, old. I was uh, still old. No, you weren't. Um, that's okay. You were like my age when that happened. I was um, 50, 51, 52. I'm 49. I was so 52. So I was eighteen. So oh, go anyway. Away. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, enough of this ageist nonsense. Stop it. Um, buzz everybody again. Resetting, hitting the reset button with Russia right now, everybody. Oh no, Hillary did that too. Um, no. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, See, just there. all of the all, all of the nonsense, all of the the, the endless screeching oh, from the hilltops about Benghazi. When would it ever end? And now his supporters. Oh, let, let's play some of his supporters that talked to John, uh, Jim Acosta last night. I, I mean, through all of this, even though it came out, this is deadly stuff. I wanted to downplay it. Or as he says, play it down. <laughs> That's not the phrase. Hmm. But uh, the way, yeah. Jim Acosta. Thank you, Dad, for sending me the link. But I was all over this, too. This is uh, the the uh, 
excuse me, uh, hiccup. Jim Acosta talking to some uh, Michigan rally anti-maskers in the crowd. Oh, I, I, this might stun you, but every last one of them were older white guys. No. I know. Seri- so weird, huh? What are the chances of that? Yeah. I'm going to change my <laughs> pants. Oh, yeah. I know. Shocking. Oh. I mean, seriously. The brown uh, note. Yeah. So here is uh, here are the uh, uh, the white guy brown shirts and no masks and their reasoning. the The first guy, the the excuse. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, just the first guy. Why are you guys not wearing masks? I have one with me. It's it's my prerogative. But, but why not wear one to stay safe? I have a hard time understanding people when they talk, so that's why I don't wear it. But you can hear me right now? I can hear you. I have a hard time understanding people. Yeah, I have a hard okay. time understanding people that wear masks, so I don't wear a mask. You can understand me right now? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, 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 all right. All right. Professor can you not understand? Why upset right now? Can what? you not understand <laughs> your? Can you not understand yourself when you're talking? Uh, because you might have some kind of some kind of like wires not connecting if you can't hear your own self when you're speaking. I mean, but you can hear me now. I have a hard time, so that's why I don't. Uh, oh. <sighs> Just, I mean, it's anti-logic. Yep, sure is. Uh, it, it, it's so mind-numbing. We're all dumber for hearing stuff like this. And I know I don't play that drop because that's a Stephanie Miller drop, and I don't play it. I don't want to lift too much from her. Um, but, uh, I mean, anyway, let's let's hear from the other uh, geniuses, uh, real stable geniuses uh, at the Trump Michigan right now. Because there's no COVID. It's oh. A, it's a fake pandemic. Oh. Created to destroy the United States. Oh. The president said to Bob Woodward that there is a virus, the coronavirus, and that it is deadly. That's his opinion. The truth is, is that the, the CDC said there's only less than 10,000 people died Fuck from you. COVID. The other 190,000 have 2.6 or 2.8 right wing other fucking trap. Does it worry you guys at all to be in this crowded space? I'm not afraid. The good Lord takes care of me. If I okay. die, Every I die. We got to get this country moving. Can't. What are you going to do? Wear masks and stay inside for another year? Huh? Where yeah. will that get us? Where will that get us? I don't know. Maybe not in a coffin? Maybe? You know, you know, you know, you know what gets me about that, that fucker? Is if I die, I die. Yeah. Right. If you die, you die. But how many people are you going to kill? Exactly. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and how about this? How about this? The good Lord. The good Lord will protect me. Yeah, Jesus is my vaccine. Well, the, good, the good Lord will protect me from COVID-19. Yeah. Oh, but the good Lord won't that protect you work. against those migrant hordes that are coming to kill you and rape you? The Moreover, good Lord, the good, the Lord Galileo. the good Lord, he's in charge of who made the virus too. So the good, yeah, the good yeah, Lord can't you protect go. you from Antifa in their soup cans. Enjoy your selective theism, well, sir. What, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not going to look it up, but wasn't it Galileo that had that quote about he didn't believe that uh, the good Lord gave him sense and intelligence and to not use it? 
Yeah. Yeah, really. Ghana Ghana is calling. Your beverages are ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but seriously, when I hear these people, I'm just like... Shut up! Oh my God, I don't care! I mean, it's infuriating. Mm. It is. It is infuriating. Yeah. And another thing, uh, you know, just just so just so you know, all these fine people who say the Lord's watching over them, the Lord is taking care of them. And Joe Biden, he's a devil. He's a devil, and so was Kamala Harris. Um, all these fine, uh, fine uh, Trump loving quote unquote Christians out there. Um, I'm on the Biden for Ohio website. They're stealing signs like nobody's fucking business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever think, as much as I hate hate Trump, as much as I think his supporters are all a bunch of fucking knuckle-dragging, mouth-breathing, hilljack morons, I would never, well, partially because I have, you know, um, something called self-preservation, that I'm not going to run up onto a Trumper's lawn and steal their fucking sign or smash their sign. Or spray paint it, vandalize it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's and it's also mm-hmm. I understand that it's illegal. It's a crime. It's a sin to steal. Shouldn't you be turning the other cheek or some something like that? I mean, well, I I don't know. In recent weeks, I must admit, I have found myself contemplating it. I, I don't know how to put it in a less less dangerous thought than that i i always used to be fascinated you know let's go to the marathon bombing for a second second here about how those guys became quote radicalized and i i was fascinated by that process but i was always afraid to look it up because you know that's going to be a red flag on some fbi website somewhere oh yeah you got to be but careful what you're constant, looking up yeah just this constant what trump is doing I find myself becoming far less tolerant of the other side. Well, it's, it's, I I didn't tell you guys we had a primary not too long ago here in Massachusetts. And the weekend before, I was openly hostile to a Republican campaigner on a street corner. And I I felt good. My hate made me powerful. And I liked it. Good. Was it Uh, Toshiba? You know, that's becoming dangerous. What Zelda? No, it wasn't. It was some. It was some some candidate I had never actually heard of. It was here in Watertown, but the guy got right up in my damn car window and was screaming Republican talking points at me. Okay. Uh, so you know, I confronted him right back, and when when I asked him point blank if he was a Republican, I told him to fuck off, and I rolled up my windows on him. <laughs> nice. And I so, liked it. It felt good. But you know, this but goes this goes back. Is to- that is that mm-hmm. the is that the entry drug? Have I it started down that dark path? It, it, it I don't could know. be because you, the thing is, like I said earlier, uh, uh, decency has been removed from the American psyche, and I'm not just laying that on, yeah. at the feet of of Trump uh, cultists. They their indecency is causing a reaction in people like us, and I've done it myself. And I'm not trying to say all of us are like that or both sides do it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying there is a toxic domino effect of what Trump has done to this nation to make us less sensitive to the other other people's existence. Because when they tell me that I'm I'm a a, a pedophile that's going to hell 
And, you know, the, you know, and, and seriously, the scent, the scent of children disgusts me. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say that the odor mm-hmm. of children disgusts me. There's a They're reason I'm not a parent. Yeah, well, and I'm yeah. not saying, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I dislike kids. i like being a good uncle and, you know, hang out and have fun with kids, send them home. Right. That's the kind of guy I am. You know, it's like we don't have sleepovers. We don't have, you know, we, you know, it's like I might go over, <laughs> might babysit over at my sister in law's. We'll pull it, watch Batman versus Superman. And that's probably too old or old of a movie to show young children. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it just all of the things. And it's like, you know, Tell me what you've done charitable in your life before you fucking start trashing me and you don't know me and you're going to lie and you've got this fucking fantasy version of me. The thing is, when you do that to me, you show me exactly who you are. And that makes me have zero value for you. When you judge me and you act like, oh, you must be on welfare and live in your mom's basement and eat Hot Pockets. You don't want to know. You don't want, you know what, you know, if you knew how good my life is, you'd fucking be jealous, you hmm. dumb hillbilly. I, I mean, and I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but when somebody points at me and says, you're just a useless hunk of trash and you don't do anything for society and you're Antifa and you're, you know, you Pizzagate, whatever, yeah. you know, you're a traitor, you're scum. If you don't support Trump, you leftist, socialist, mm. Marxist piece of trash. I mean, tell me how I'm supposed to react to somebody that, that treats me yeah. like that. You know, uh, oh jeez, I I don't know. I I wrote a blog about that eons ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm second generation immigrant here. My grandparents, well, my f- grandparents on my father's side were born overseas, but you know, I've done all the things. I I went to school. I'm involved in local politics. I volunteer with the national youth organization my entire adult life. I've run for public office for crying mm-hmm. out loud. What mm, more I do I that. need to do to satisfy your ste- anti-stereotype of me? Yeah. Zelda, why don't you jump in on that? Because, you know, again, uh, you know, you, you, you've yet to run for office, but, you know, <laughs> you've, you've committed yourself to a, a pretty much a, a life of, of service, it, it, you know, to one degree or another, um, it, you know, in working in politics. Well, I really appreciate that, Kenny. Thank you. Although I would suggest that right now the much more difficult service I've committed to is teaching logic and ethics to undergrads. That uh, also, true. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit more of a of a stressful situation. Oh, but um, no, anyway, uh, anyway, no. Um, I again, thank you so much, always for for that uh, sweet and compliment i it does mean a lot to Not me a problem. um especially as the good people who used to prop up a lot of those endeavors by allowing me to use their front yard and bathroom when we hosted canvases in west park um thank hey. you again but anyway i the way i react to it is that that's just a part of the game and it sucks and it's always been part of the game it's a lot more frightening and it has a lot more casualties these days uh, that are easy to count. There's casualties all the time that we can't count. Um, so for me, it's just kind of has to be, and it's not every day. It's not even every week, but it's water off a duck. And you just have mm-hmm. to say, all right, well, <laughs> okay. And most of the time, if I'm being honest, most of the time, 
walk away from it and be like, okay, well, what can I do that'll really piss that person off? Well, I can win this election or I can X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, and and move on and move forward that way in a productive sense. Um, yeah. We are limited in those um, options these days, but I can't go knock on 500 doors tomorrow because mm-hmm. I'm mad at Donald Trump. I can't do it, but I could make a lot of calls or donate money or do whatever, or just yeah. even participate in something like this, which is a fun and friendly option of sharing news. And I think a lot of it is like a fireside chat was said earlier, kind of commiserating over this bullshit nonsense. But um, Mm. I have lost elections that were deeply important to me. And it's harder when it's a primary election because that's your own team and you have to get over those hurt feelings. But in a general election, when you lose, um, the only answer is to shore up your resources and start over. And unfortunately with our system, it's literally there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in politics. You just have to get up off the mat and start over. I will admit in 2016, the dumb thing I did was it was obviously terrible at the federal level, but locally I lost an election that I was fairly certain we could win. And because people don't vote down ballot. And if you ever really want to rant, hit me up on that one. Um, yeah. Well, we, I rolled up like yeah. a burrito with my cats, and I watched every single episode of Law and Order: Special Victims Unit for the month of December, <laughs> which is not a positive experience, and it I don't dis- recommend no. it. No. No. But that's well, what, like, I that's yeah. what was on Netflix, and I went for sure. it. But I came out of it on the other side in January, and I dusted off and said, "Fuck this, we gotta, we gotta go fight." And you put on your armor, and you just go nuts. And yeah. this has been a really, really long way of saying, "Water off the duck." Those people. You have to remember, they've already showed you who they are. The cruelty is the point. Go kick their ass now because they're not taking any prisoners. Neither should you. Well, let me let me just make a quick point. And and Joe and and Susan, you can chime in uh, when I'm done making this point uh, because we got to get to the Green News report or we can carry out. Sorry, we can we can hold off. No, it's fine. We can hold off uh, thoughts till later on this. But let's just just one thing I want to get clear on this toxicity in our culture today. Right. Um, a gunman goes into a crowd, a murderer, 17 year old murderer goes in and kills two innocent protesters. One while he's trying to de-arm him, uh, after he's already killed one person and blown off another person's arm. And he is a hero in the right wing media, right? (laughs) There was the, uh, the 100% Antifa guy who went on to vice news and said he was killed, uh, or he killed the guy in uh, in Portland in self defense, uh, because he was afraid that uh, he was going to get he he and one of his friends were going to get stabbed, and he went armed, much like the Trump supporters do. He never got his day in court. He was assassinated. He was assassinated, guns down in his car, fleeing. Because and, and that was by uh, um, it was it, it was federal federal agents did that federal agents yeah yeah I think I posted that a ways back he was shot with an automatic weapon like forty or fifty times yeah according to the report I saw from the Guardian overseas not an American newspaper yeah they never intended on arresting him never 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 at all and he killed somebody who is in a far right on the Southern Poverty Law Center's watch list. The, the Patriots Prayer Group, they are far-right yeah. extremists. He killed a guy from that group. But again, 
I'm not saying it was right, but he deserved to have his day in court. And honest to God, I'm going to say it right now. He was a hero because he went and he tried to seek, you know, vindication and he was gunned down by federal agents and not given his day yep. in court because they knew nope. they knew he was defending himself. No, they knew. So, uh, and, and I know that's a real heavy thing to lay right before we go to the break and name calling's coming up, <laughs> but I mean, I, oh, I'm boy. just saying that's how, that's okay. how, that I is how, so that is how, times. no, stop apologizing. It's so, it's just how fucking wildly fucked up the American psyche is now that we think that, you know, the right will prop up somebody who slaughters, uh, two innocent people and blows another's arm off, but then mm. somebody who claimed he was fight you know it, fight, fighting back in self defense which i believe because these right wing assholes are out there killing people antifa yeah killed one person you know, so far and he said it was in self defense and he was slaughtered for it you know after so. this i'm going to read a story about unicorns and fairies right yes true so anyway um uh yeah, well, joe like getting through the landmines around my house Joe, you might be champing at the bit here to, to say something on this before we go to the break, and I'll, I'll give you a, an opportunity to do so. No, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot bar. Okay, a, bo a bob bar? Mm. <laughs> yep. Um, so. that, if that was recompense for the age jokes, accepted, and let's call it truce. There we okay. go. Now we go. <laughs> All right. We're so. at peace now. All right. Us uh, who in Bahrain. <laughs> Yeah, green news report coming mm. up. Uh, why don't you uh, 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 come? We'll, we'll try and figure out with an idea what we're going to pass out. Maybe we'll just do some audio drops to get some laughs uh, to pass out for people uh, <laughs> for this during somber the evening. We might, yeah. we might need some of that. Yeah. Somber evening. Everyone gets taps tonight. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. All right. Are you doing the green news report? You're yep. doing the green news yep. report? Yep. We'll be back in about okay, seven cool. minutes. Turn up the Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It's Thursday, September 10, 2020. We are currently facing a statewide fire emergency. Unprecedented wildfires explode across the western United States. The fact is, climate change is the real culprit behind what we're seeing right now. And yes, man-made climate change is to blame. Plus... I will sign a presidential order extending the moratorium on offshore drilling on Florida's Gulf Coast. Trump trolls for votes by flip-flopping on offshore drilling ban. All of that trolling and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It's true. Number one since Teddy Roosevelt. Who would have thought? Trump is the great environmentalist. Hey, great environmentalist. The West Coast is on fire. Can you at least pretend to give a damn? You're good at pretending. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen with the West Coast on fire thanks to man-made climate change that Donald Trump has helped to make worse. It's only somewhat amusing that he's running around telling everyone he's the greatest environmental president since Teddy Roosevelt. 
Or delusional or insane. Yeah, kind of. All of the above. Evacuations are underway in parts of the western U.S. as hundreds of fast-moving, destructive wildfires erupt across California, Washington, and Oregon, outstripping firefighting capacity. The fires have nearly wiped out entire communities in Oregon and Washington, according to officials. Fire scientists warn we're only just now entering peak fire season. So much worse may be yet to come. Has Donald Trump even bothered? to tweet anything about the West Coast fires? And not to my knowledge. Hmm. Guess he doesn't have any votes to win out here. As we go to air, a handful of deaths have been attributed to the fires and that toll is expected to rise. Air quality is so bad in the San Francisco Bay Area that the National Weather Service said it was literally beyond their gauge's ability to measure. In California, a record 2.3 million acres have burned just since August 1st, a 2,000% increase over last Last year, an extreme heat wave over Labor Day broke heat records across the state, including an all-time high temperature for Los Angeles County of an unheard of 121 degrees. It's just a hoax. It's all a hoax. The heat wave exacerbated tinderbox conditions, sucking the moisture out of trees and vegetation. The fires are so hot and so gigantic that they are creating their own weather, including fire tornadoes that are generating more high winds, sending embers even further. Investor-owned Pacific Gas and Electric, the culprit behind the deadly campfire in 2018, has issued preemptive blackouts during a heat wave and a pandemic in areas where its decrepit equipment could spark more fires. And for the first time, the U.S. Forest Service has closed all national forests in the state. In Oregon, Governor Kate Brown on Wednesday issued a statewide fire emergency as thousands of firefighters battled more than 35 fires, more than 500 square miles have burned in Oregon over just the last few days, destroying several small towns in mere hours. She warned all residents to be on high alert and be ready to evacuate. I want to be up front in saying that we expect to see a great deal of loss, both in structures and in human lives. This could be the greatest loss of human lives and property due to wildfire in our state's history. It is terrible, and it's remarkable that this is not uh, the lead, the front page on every paper and every cable news channel in the country. This is uh, the nightmare you have been warning about now for so many years, Des. Yep. However, in Colorado, extreme weather whiplash helped for once. The Denver region went from nearly 100 degrees on Monday to a snowstorm on Tuesday that helped tamp down fires there. And of course, there is a direct connection in all of this to man-made climate change. Climate scientists for decades have warned that global warming would intensify weather extremes. Climate policy professor Leah Stokes connected the climate change dots on PBS NewsHour. What scientists are telling us is that we are entering a period of megafires where the scale of burning is just beyond what we've seen before. And there isn't any reason to believe that that will stop because we are not taking the climate crisis seriously and we are not reducing fossil fuel emissions around the world. So California really is a canary in the coal mine here. But except for PBS, corporate news outlets have mostly omitted the link between man-made climate change and the increase in catastrophic heat waves and wildfires.
Finally, in a reversal so blatant and transparent that it would be comical if it weren't so deadly serious, climate science denier President Donald Trump in Florida on Tuesday tried to greenwash his anti-environment record, calling himself the number one environmental president in announcing he will extend a congressional moratorium on offshore drilling for Florida, South Carolina, and Georgia that he himself moved to circumvent three years ago. Apparently, he thinks voters are too stupid to notice his flip-flop. Maybe Trump voters are. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. Has anybody told you how good-looking you are lately? Well, they should. Oh, my good gracious me! Look at that! Radioforhumans.com This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky. Michigan gave us Motang. Motang! Um, where do you like to drive in your Motang? Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Welcome back, Joe. Hello. You there? Hi. Oh, there you go. You were like, here I am. Hello. 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 And, of course, uh, welcome back to Zelda McGregor uh, from Massachusetts Way, one of our mass holes on the program. So, <laughs> no, that's, sorry. Zelda. that's accurate. There you go. So, yeah, you can't insult me with that. Yeah, I we didn't reclaimed think so. that. I, I like it. I like it. So, yep. and your, your fellow, fellow mass hole trisec from. We could call you Ohio Holes. I like it. <laughs> I like it. So. Oh, oh, or oh, hey, hi, Billy. I'm all set to drive my. I'm all set to drive my Motang on that mid-cod highway there. Oh yeah, right? yeah. The King's oh, Highway. Doesn't that stretch between? Uh, in Florida, I mean in uh, Scotland. Yeah, that's the road yes. that connects Same. Florida and Scotland, right? Yeah, that's where it goes. Uh huh. So just getting your Motang. Michigan gave us Motang. Yeah. Yosemites, Yosemites. Mental acuity. Land. <sighs> confirmed. Uh, and, of course, the Sues joining me from, uh, I guess, we're, we're Ohio Holes. <laughs> you know, the, Ohio well, holes, Ohio people in other countries are like, why do you call each other a-holes? Because that's that's really crass. It's, it's part of the body that people don't talk about. But here in America, it's like one of the worst things you can call somebody, you know? Mm, but we or, do it on a really regular basis, and it's really crap. Call me an I, asshole I think, any day you like. Just never call me a Trump cultist. 
But anyway, That's Suze, fine. Suze, welcome back. The prettiest girl in Cleveland. There we go. And yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> last but certainly not least, we're going to foist the duty of name calling onto uh, 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 Trisec. I already introduced you, but um, but yeah. So I got everybody in there, right? Yeah, everybody. So, That's what she yeah, said. No. So, uh-huh. well, Trisec, welcome back. Also, Masshole. Um, and, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to make you do name calling tonight and I'll just throw some, uh, some of my favorite audio clips, uh, people's ways. How about oh, that? Dear. All right. Hang on. I'm not so, even on Chatango, but I think we confirmed last time that everybody has migrated. I will, I will be on Chatango and I'll, I'll, I'll fill in the blanks for you on Chatango. So just worry about, uh, All right. Discord, uh, start the All right. top, well, of course. So ha- right hang on one list. second. Let's start way All right. Hold, hang on. Hold on. Hold on. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. All right, we're good. All right, let's start way up at the top. We'll go with Michelle first. All right. uh, We'll throw this out her way. I saw this boat in half. Brought to you by the Antifa Navy. All right, we're going to skip all the host group. We'll save them for last. Uh, going down to our listener party, we have got Caitlin Chris. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. There we go. Hey. All right, I've got Clinster. He's got that little moon next to him, but I want to give him a shout out anyway. I think the poor guy's been chasing for a couple of lost doggies out there. Oh, so, Clinster, right. if you're listening, we love you, brother. Uh, and uh, here you go. Retaliation. Dit for tit. That is not the expression. <laughs> well, it should be. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Foxfire505. I used to be a fox and a good old fox, too. Now I'm finished foxing. I don't know what to do. Oh, okay. Uh, here, we'll go on Mr. Show. You, you Judas! Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Foxfire Fran Bowman up next. Uh, let me see. Um, let me see. How about this one? For they that tear my people asunder shall not dignify the houses of the Lord! There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't played these Mr. Show, uh, show clips in a while, so keep going. All right. Next we got Grimmy. Uh. Why would God let this happen? (laughs) (laughs) God let this happen. All right. Why would God? And, all right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, all right. Heather's up next. Uh, how about? Uh, oh, here, here's an extended one. Susan and I were just joking about this. The Josh Fenderman story. I didn't know how to spend this money. It didn't come with instructions or a manual. I didn't realize that if you exchanged it for property or services, that they would take it away for good. And that's just what they did. Sounds like a Trump child. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Who do we have next? All right, Cat. Next, Cat. I'm having a hard time here, man. Yeah, I'm having a hard time here, man. My face. And uh, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. That was Tom Kenny uh, doing that. Uh, Oh, uh, Dad is next. Yeah, Ken Sr. All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, here's uh, no. He won't. Let's give him one of the uh, one of the office ones that I have here. Uh, here. Oh yeah. The, the, this is what Josh Fenderman would have to declare after he spent all his money. I declare 
Bankruptcy! Also said by Donald Trump many times. <laughs> yeah. But hi, Dad. Uh, and is. Dad, happy birthday. His birthday was uh, two days ago, so we will uh, hey. mention that here again. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's up next? All right. Another one from the Northeast Contingent. We have got living on Long Island. You're watching the What to Think Network. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> that was the old Fox News spoof from Mr. Show. All right. All right. All right. Meow goodness. Meow meow. Meow meow kitty. Oh, well, they, they, there's, a, there's a classic one. Don't mess around with God's America. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> who, ne- who next? All right. Meow. Who is next? Moon Mayor is next. It's oh. kind of scary. Yeah, I won't give you the context of that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, I have another one of those sleeping moons here, but I've got Mordai. Okay, well, if it's sleeping moon, pass over, but Mordai. No! No one help him! Yeah. Yeah. And Olo, another Northeast contingent. This is Scoopster of Rhode Island. Ah, very good. And, uh, oh yeah, the, remember that one uh, Christian rock band I joined? 2001, A New Wave Goddessy. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, you were so devoted to them. I was. All right, All who's right, up next? president's up next. Okay, um... Oh yeah, Senator Tankabell. He's gonna come in and judge all the art. Close it down, boys! Close them down! Senate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Theo with a sleepy moon, but I thought I saw him in the chat earlier. He must have dropped off. Yeah, we'll give him an honorary one. Uh, Let's see. Um, Oh, how about this one from uh, Cockering Warehouse? Any cockle-doo! There we go. All right. And last on the listener group will be Von Hammer. Von Hammer. All right. Let me give him uh Oh, this one's really incendiary. It's not meant to be offensive at all. It's just uh it's it's amusing because it's these um there were they did a spoof of evangelicals except they were satanic evangelicals and this is one of the lines <laughs> lines from that. You are just the mother of all whores. Oh. <laughs> she is she is a real daughter yeah. of mammon, isn't she? Well, flattery will get you everywhere. Yep. <laughs> So, Daughter of Mammon. That featured Tom right. Kenny and his wife, Jill Talley. Uh, go ahead. Uh-huh. But wait, there's more. Let's get into our geek and host group. Kenny, you're up next. Oh, okay. Uh, what? What the hell's going on here? No, we're going to go back to the office. Mm. All right. And nearby, I think the Suze is in the same recording studio. I am. Uh, let me I'm see. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Next one. All right, we've got Adam. Oh. In your face! There we go. And who do hey, we have next? Looks like Barber. Barber DC. Looks like he's listening. Hi, Barber. How you Hi, doing? Hey, Hope Barber. everything's well. He has a surprise. He's cool. I, what a great guy. I love him. I love him. <laughs> That's what he wanted Michael to, Michael right. wanted people to say about him. All right, let's get Joe. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? Yeah, Joe. 
All right, and then it's me. I remain your loyal tribunal secretary. Uh, Guess what? Never gonna happen. All right. <laughs> Stanley. I'm gonna skip one. We'll have Zelda. Oh, uh, here we go. Am I a hero? I really can't say, but yes. <laughs> Trump every day. Uh, All right, and saving the best for last, another one of us massholes here. We have got Trojan Rabbit. Well, we're just going to have to stop all the presses right now and uh, check in with uh, our uh, our top 40. Coming in, coming in at number one, Brave Sir Robin. Bravely bold Sir Robin, <laughs> rode forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die, oh, Brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Pray, 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 Sir Robin. He was not in the least good scared to be mashed into a pulp. Or to or have, to have his, his eyes gouged out and, and his, his elbow broken. To have his kneecap split and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled. Pray, Sir Robin. His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed and his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off and his brain. That's, that's, uh, that's enough music for now, lads. Oh, wow. I almost, got, I almost got the end part, the, the rapid fire part at the end. So, uh, and it, I think we got Moonmare. Uh, yeah, because she headed over. I just was checking. Uh, I was checking. Yes, I yeah, believe so. Because we yes, just have Moonmare Fran- Francie. I don't Cat. think anyone's left in Chatango. Yeah, just uh, just just thank you though for being over in Chatango for to Francie Cat Dad, uh, Moonmare and President, and I'm also hanging out over there. I'm not doing anything in there really, but I'm there in case anybody says something and they need to get my attention. So. Uh oh, uh, Trojan Rabbit. He, he, All right. Oh, he he's Revenge. begging. Trojan Rabbit is asking for this. Don't say penis, 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 penis in this house. Yeah, seriously. I only did it once. I know. So, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. So, anyway, um, yeah, Joe, uh, any birthdays out there you might know of, or in your uh, personal orbit, anybody know of any other birthdays going on right now? Nobody orbiting me? No, no. Uh, say it, nobody, nobody, me, what? <laughs> nobody, me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody orbiting me. Nobody say orbiting me. Okay, all right, there you go. As a birthday. So, all right, nobody orbiting good. me. Yeah, wow, that is a hell of a phrase there. Wow, that's that is. That, that is a heck of a thing so. to say, living in an island. Oh, what did, what did living say? Oh, I oh see it. boy. Oh. Okay, that's Goodness. fun. Yeah. That's, a thing. Oh. that's a thing to say. Well, that's uh, a thing to say. What the? What that's the unfortunate. Hell? It's a good thing you're in hospital. Oh, <laughs> you're right where you yeah. need to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. We'll we'll allow it. We'll allow it. So, uh, just everybody give him laughy faces in the chat, and he'll be happy. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Dad. Uh, well, it, but uh, Zelda. Uh, um, Try, Suze, you don't know anybody else who has a birthday. I'm looking on Facebook to see if anybody else has a birthday, and I don't see anything. Off the top of my head, no. I mean, I'm usually, I love birthdays. Like, I have a weird <laughs> compulsion about it, and I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Okay. Oh, there is this one person whose birthday it is, but she doesn't know you, and you don't know her. And we refer to her yeah. by an unkind name locally, but it's her birthday. Okay. An unkind name? 
<laughs> yeah. Can you just can you say part of it? Crazy. Okay. Well, that's and it's not because she's a woman or anything. It's because she's yeah. nuts. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So, uh, anyway, it looks like we just got uh, uh, an uh, an encore birthday banner for Dad. Uh, Yay! Ha- happy birthday, Dad. So, here we go. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! <laughs> hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! And, oh... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. For coming to my birthday! Now go to that voodoo that you do so well. All right, there we go. I figured I had to throw a Blazing Clut Saddles clip in there for Dad, so why not? Uh, so yeah, welcome. Yeah. posted in the chat room a really nice way to uh, to turn an, a Trump uh, yeah. sign into an yeah, I, I that. I've never seen that, and it yep. made me happy. I it's pump penis. Silly. It's really easy to change uh, them to. Uh, sorry. Don't say penis in this house. Trump signs to I pump. Uh, Trump Pence signs specifically to I pump penis. Don't say penis in this house. <laughs> but do I it freaking to that love sign. you, Ken Senior. What a hero. Give that to Ugh. the. Uh, yeah, get, get, you know, pass that around. Uh, you know, you know what? Just get request some Trump signs and do it to your own, and then stick them in a known Trumper's yard. Well, there's a place in North Falmouth right on the highway that, well, it's not, I don't know. What do you call them when they're sort of a highway, but they're just a little kind? Anyway. Oh, look at that little gif of a penis. Fran. Well. Um, don't say penis in this house. Okay. <laughs> Sorry we about that. Go, that's um, okay. But yeah. there's this place that has an inflatable Trump um like balloon guy, but it not in a mean one like the big baby. It's just like yeah. a regular inflated Trump, and it has like signs and everything. And I might have accidentally hit it with my bike oh, before, that's, but um, mm-hmm. that's crying it, out for a BB gun. Yeah, it is, and it's happened. And um, anyway, I'm. It would be unfortunate if someone on Cape Cod grabbed a sharpie and made those signs. Oh, that would be just terrible. That would be, be terrible. Awful. Awesome. I'm not and we encouraging shouldn't do that, that in the middle of the night, and we would never encourage that. No, in fact, you don't want to do it in the middle of the night. It would be even worse if you did it right at dusk or dawn, because I... almost nobody is out yet. What do you think, Joe? Mm-hmm. What do you, do you endorse these ideas? I have a neighbor that has twelve of those signs uh, and would fit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So basically, it's the visual representation. It's the visual. It just made you powerful. It's the it's the visual representation of loud noises. Every time you drive past it, Joe. Uh, Or look out the window. (laughs) The the curious thing about what they did was they did it in the middle of the night. Like, what kind of enterprise are they running over there? I'll get you. 
Like you weren't going to know that they did it in their yard across the street from you. You weren't going to know it was them if they did it at night while you were asleep. You were going to wake up and go, oh, my goodness gracious. They were just two 15 Trump signs in my neighbor's yard. They were were just (laughs) too embarrassed. They were too embarrassed to be seen Mm. doing it. The the odd thing was the only thing that changed on our side of the street Mm -hmm. was that for Labor Day, I finally broke through the argument that I'm going to put the American flag and hang it in front of my house. Yeah. And and I did that because there's been an ongoing argument between me and Barb that what, should we burn all our flags? Or should, I said, but but yeah. I I refuse to let. It's not his. Flag. Those people abscond my my country or my flag. It's not his flag. It's not their. It's flag. not his flag, and 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 to do mm-hmm. that which gives them away gives away the argument to them. It does. They're the it patriots. Does. No. No, no, I could show a flag, too, mm. and a Biden sign. Yeah. Because we're the real patriots. That's our flag. It doesn't belong to them. I agree. So... Well, I think that you forgot that we're living in Trump's America, which is once you hump mm. something, it's yours. Oh, <laughs> also true. Okay. So, but anyway, okay. anyway... We, Tell we, that we, to my yeah. dog. Yeah, well, there you I go. He'll be very, ha- ha- be very happy to hear that. He's a, I think uh, Sharky knows patriot. exactly what's up. Yes, so, Sharky believes that everything he humps is his. And if so, it isn't his, he'll take it with a knife. <laughs> All right, guys. guys. He's got hey, a guys. knife. Hey, guys. He's got hey, guys. a knife. Guys, it's 9.01. I promise we'll have more fun after the break. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com. And now, on with the show. Michigan gave us Motang. Yosemites, Yosemites. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, t- some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! We can do it. We will do it. Because there's real leadership on the horizon, everybody. And people are going to start taking notice. I hope. I hope. I still believe there's good in this country, and I still believe it can be saved. Uh, and I believe Lemonade uh, probably should have done name-calling tonight because she's so doggone <laughs> chatty. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition, broadcasting live on RadioForHumans.com. Uh, welcome back, Trisec and Lemonade. Hello. No, it's not Lemonade. It's Miss Fantasia oh, tonight. Oh, it's Miss Fantasia, you say. Well, she's isn't that a fancy Lemonade. Oh, but I still hear. I still hear. So, and of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you. And I, I, I feel, I, I felt like I needed to mention this as well, um, because uh, we kind of ran long in the last hour. But we talked about people on our side who actually dedicate their lives to service, and, and that's exactly what you did 
working for you know the you know the unemployment. Uh, um, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, you tell me exactly uh, what it's called in Pennsylvania. Well, it was called the uh, the unemployment helping. office. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it called helping people get jobs? Well, no. Actually, I wasn't actually, sure if it was it, the it, Pennsylvania Department of Unemployment or what it was. Well, it was job, the Department of Labor and Industry. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. it's under the Department of Labor and Industry. But its name changed over the years. We used to have been the Bureau of Employment Security, then it was the yeah, Office yeah. of Employment Security, and See, every time there's a new yeah. governor, they, they mm-hmm. wanted to put a new name on it because they felt that was their way of showing they know what they're doing. Rebranding, <laughs> making it look like, oh, you know, the if it's a Republican, it'll be like, we're going to change the name to, you're going to get yes. your ass back to work and stop sucking off the it, government it, teat yeah. department. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. it, was, it was always like that, and we just slugged along. <laughs> you know, we just did it. You know, that's and that's how poor, that's how those, the deep state yeah. works. You well, know, those, we, yeah, we, exactly. The deep state. We're they, running stuff. We're running yeah. stuff. I mean, they they make all the headlines and everything. In the meantime, we pay checks. Yeah, <laughs> every exactly. day. Exactly. And you yeah. know that like seventy five percent of the people that apply for unemployment are like, "Hey, you got a job? I'll take it." Um, what do you, what do you think? So you had to be pretty special to work there because well, they're I not going to just hire everybody that comes through but, that just lost but their job. Welcome back, know? the Sue's from Cleveland, Ohio, prettiest girl in Cleveland. Yeah, studio they used to they used to say that. Well, you know when they used to say, "How do how do I get a job like yours?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was signing them up, and I'd say, "You take a civil service test." <laughs> It's yeah. really easy. Oh, hey, it's Trump really cultists. Here's Trump cultists. There's there's two words you might not have heard strung together in a sentence in a long time. Uh, s- civil service. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and I have to say, you know, it, you know, government workers really are maligned too much because I, I had to start in 1976. I started as a temp. Mm-hmm. At the because they had no permanent jobs at the unemployment office. Oh, okay, you were you Ryan. There. You you were Ryan back in the day. I, they Ryan. they called them intermittent intake interviewers, and you worked mm-hmm. as needed. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you got laid off, and mm-hmm. you went on the other side of the line. <laughs> That's how it worked. Mm-hmm. And wow. I, yeah, I was laid off thirteen times since when yeah. I started. <laughs> when I wow. started with the oh, unemployment geez. office, until I got a, you know a bid on and and received a permanent job. <laughs> And worked my way up until I was like an assistant director, but that took yeah. you know thirty three years. Yeah. So, and, and just, but and, we were we worked yeah. our asses off. I mean, I know you did. It, it, we paid checks. You know, we we made sure the people we went out of our way to make sure people got could survive, you know, could live, could got could what they exist. had coming. Yes, you know, in in unemployment benefits, and um, you know, and we did it despite. The, the politicians exactly yeah. you didn't do it for the politics you did it for the people no matter they it doesn't matter and 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 zelda mcgregor i'm sure you know plenty of right wingers or have heard a lot of or seen a lot of right wingers all around the country in one form or another who have been unemployed wingers that have been unemployed. zelda you there i said yeah oh there you are i i said oh yeah <laughs> It was, it was being brevet, you know, brevity laden tonight. 
Oh no, that's uh, right wingers unemployed. I'm, I'm, yeah, suck it I'm up. Trying, pull, them up pull up by your bootstraps, there, boys. <laughs> I'm trying to make up for the shenanigans of the evening. By oh, there's <laughs> no shenanigans. I enjoy <laughs> shenanigans. I just have to. Sometimes the clock doesn't like shenanigans. That's all. I know. Time so, is meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. but uh, no, especially now, uh, honestly, you know what? That's what I should do. I should just like decide. I don't even know how long the show is going to be tonight and we'll take a break whenever, when everybody, when the first person who raises their hand and has to take a pee, we'll take a break. Um, so <laughs> I kid, uh, but then, uh, but, but yeah, so uh, I wanted to mention that in Sue's you as well, uh, you know, not your entire, uh, you know, working history but a, a, a decent part of your time was also you know helping people working at united way uh two-on-one first mm-hmm. call for help you know yeah, it, telling them where the unemployment office was yeah <laughs> or, or telling Tell them where, them the, where food the unemployment yeah. o- where the food line where the where, where, where they it, could get free food and groceries yeah where they could get where you they, know clo- i'm sorry go ahead healthcare. E- everything yeah <laughs> where they could apply for health care yeah. where they could um get help with their gas and electric bill to keep their heat on here in the cold Ohio winters. Um, oh, and, and I just want to, I just want to ask you a quick question about this, Susan, cause I remember part of your script because you worked from home uh, a few times and, and I witnessed some of your calls and um, it, it, at the beginning this, this filthy, uh, filthy communist uh, Marxist organization, United Way. One of the first questions they asked was were, was so, so just heartless and un-American. And that was, uh, yeah. Suze, you had to identify an, a, a, if there was a certain type of individual in the household. Do you have any veterans in your household to see if there are any veterans programs that you could apply for? Mm, yes. All. And thank you for your service. Wow. If you do have any veterans in your house, well, you didn't. You didn't ask if there were any losers or suckers. In your <laughs> house. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really disturbed by the whole thing, and I'm I'm trying to get over oh, it. Man. And as I as I said, and you know, when he was standing with the the father and talking about his son and saying, "What did he have in for it for himself?" and that's when the father took his head and just bashed it right into the the headstone but that's dark apparently that is uh, bordering on when we get in trouble where's my old friend i'm gonna say it again because it just gets a lot (laughs) it would be hard for me to control my impulses in that situation well let's just uh, i'm not a parent here you know what we do we parents what what do we do What do we do around these parts when we want to commit acts of violence? We do it with our minds, and we practice mental rex quando. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. But, um, yeah, it it was fun working for United Way because there were um, were a lot of charities and nonprofits in Cleveland, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of of what the city is about. There, There are just so many that we developed the united way i don't know how many years ago it was years in the 30s or the 20s um no we did 100 years so it it must have been around the end of i think it was the end of world war one so they could help the veterans but um there were so many nonprofits trying to help people out of poverty that they developed the united way to keep all the charities and nonprofits straight Mm. so 
You know, I remember that one uh, yeah. particular uh, Saul Alinsky founded this Marxist organization you guys worked with, too. I think it's called Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots, yeah. That's yeah. a good organization that gives yeah. presents to kids. Cause and I think, oh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a is. certain armed, isn't there an armed that. militia? Isn't there an armed militia behind Toys for Tots, though, Uh uh, try. I think so. Yeah, there the is. Marines help out. Some yeah. The United States Loser oh. Corps. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there. Oh my God. Yeah, but yeah. they're they're a well-regulated militia. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, if you mean the they, Salvation they Army, they're well-regulated. Wait, wait. One at a time. They have long been my Cub Scout packs uh, annual charity drive here. Nice. Two packs that I've run in Waltham. We have always participated with Toys for Tots. Awesome. Uh, what, what did you say, Zelda? I was saying if you're referring to the Salvation Army, they're well regulated by the extreme Christian right. I was ruining the joke. Oh, yeah. no, it was fine. It's an addition. Uh, the, all of you guys, lots of funnies. Lots of funnies. All the funnies. I just forget and to push the button sometimes. Nah. 130 years ago, there was no... Uh -huh. There was no police. How come there's no Salvation Navy? What? Well, uh, what? So, uh, just uh, he said, <laughs> how, how come there's, there's no Salvation, no salvation Navy? Navy? <laughs> okay, anyway, Sue, as I was Sue's, saying, Sue's. 130. What, honey? What? I said, continue. Okay, 130 years ago, there was no police station, so the, the Civil War veterans got together and decided to form kind of a response in a fire department at Gray's Army, Gray's Armory, and they, oh, oh, yeah. they were kind of the police station. So that was just, it's, it's hard to believe that only that many years ago there was no regulated police. We just had an armory where station. we kept all our guns and shit. <laughs> yeah, where, where all the, yeah, where they had a shooting range under the floor that could easily be shot through the floor. Wow. And, um... Yeah, I, I visited it. It's, it's fun, but um, yeah. hmm. it was just the people that were in the Civil War hanging out together. Yeah. So. Well, and, and that's out. and that's the thing. You know, the, it, I'm glad you bring up that point because in what Joe said too about the evolution of you know uh, working for unemployment in Pennsylvania and everything, and, and and you know, and we see this too with changing ideologies throughout the political spectrum and everything. But there's one thing is that we didn't get to where we are without trying new things out you know uh and and again you know so we have police now we don't just have an armory but we have a super armed police department and and there there's not enough uh, again uh there needs to be reform we know that but we're not going to get into into talking about mm. this right now but it, it's just it you know things change things evolve things start simple and and yes and then and then they get demonized as big government and then government workers you know any government worker whether they're a postal deliverer or a delivery person or um you know uh uh, uh you know, Joe, you know, working at the unemployment office or whatever, or going to the BMV. Although those, those are kind of sleazy because they have independent contractors that go in. So, BMVs you know, are independently owned. Yeah. BMVs are so in Ohio, owned, they make, I don't know about they make every a state. lot of money. Trust they me. really do. They, you know, so, um, but, uh, you know, but you're right. You know, it, it, we, it's things started simple, but now the, the demonizing of, gov of government 
and then is so horrendous that we're going to trust a reality TV star who can never tell the truth. And uh, and I want to know what the truth is. Yeah, and to a uh, game that we would play. Yeah, and yeah. and and, and yeah. here's a, and another thing too. Uh, you know, again, government's always changing. The military is always changing, and apparently, we had something very top secret going on that uh, Trump wanted to. Oh gosh, I hope this clip is complete. If it's not, my apologies. C- uh, Trump was uh, bragging to Woodward on December 2019 about some kind of new secret weapon system. Lord. Hmm. But I have built a nuclear a weapon. I have built a weapon system, weapon system that nobody's ever had in this country before. We have stuff that you haven't even seen or heard about. We have stuff that Putin and she have never heard about before. There's nobody. What we have is incredible. Well, now that you've uh, set it on tape and it was released to the public, yeah, well. we've all heard about it now. But the, the one important thing in that clip is, listen, he stops himself from saying a word. But I have built a nuclear a weapon. A nuclear. Oh, God. Did yeah. you hear that? Is it a lie? Not wanting to start a panic. I mean, it's probably it's probably like he had his his you know his face painted on the you know tips of ICBMs or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'd actually like that. That's actually great. I'd be okay with it. Honestly, that would that would keep anyone from ever wanting to launch them out of embarrassment. Yeah, (laughs) or receive one. Like they're not gonna. Oh, you know North. like, yeah, just, like I like sorry. it on both ends. It's all terrible, and yeah. you gotta, you know, find your silver lining. Uh, or maybe he uh, orange maybe he, lining. Maybe yeah. he maybe he did uh, a cheese it had cheesecake paintings of Stormy Daniels and his daughter uh, on. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like the old uh, the old World War Two planes. They they'd have the cheesecake and the the name of the plane and everything on it. So, pin- but um, yeah, he. <laughs> The uh, anyway, I didn't know I in a, an ICBM. I didn't know I an ICBM stood for Ivanka. Uh, oh, oh, that's Ivanka continental ballistics missile. The, you did say continental, correct? I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I just wanted I to make sure. <laughs> but thank you for Never making mind. the joke that I was thinking. Yes, yeah, it's okay. Uh, so anyway, moving along, I'll buzz myself. Um, uh, so uh, th- this one, this one again. You want to see how what what's what? If Donald Trump can't admit white privilege. <laughs> Orange if privilege. a Trump <laughs> can't, well, yeah, orange privilege. If he can't admit this, I mean, I, I commend Woodward for this. I think it was a little awkwardly stated. I think he should have emphasized more, less on uh, put you in a cave versus, uh, you know, something. There's a weird tapping that's distracting me there. Um, it's me. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, we're going to break in a second, so you can resume whatever that is then. But yeah, so uh, this is um, June 19th, and uh, Bob Woodward asks him about uh, Black Lives Matter and acknowledging his white privilege, and this is what he says. But let, let me ask you this. I mean, we share uh, one thing in common. Uh, we're white, uh, privileged who uh, my father was a lawyer and a judge in Illinois, and we know uh, what your dad did. And uh, 
do you have any sense that that privilege has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent? Is it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave and that we have to work our way out of it to understand uh, the anger and the pain particularly black people feel in this country? You no, you you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? You listened to you. Wow. No, I don't feel that at all. That's the first time I've heard Trump laugh in about three years. Five years, I think, maybe. Listen to you. Now that you said that, I don't think I've ever heard him laugh. Listen to Listen. you. You really drank yeah. the Kool-Aid. Mm. I'd be so mad because my dad would be like, I'm not giving you $20 for bus fare. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, let alone give me a million-dollar loan to fail with. But the the dismissiveness in that, Joe, where he was like, listen to you, you really drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, if that doesn't show what kind of racist Trump is by now, well, if you don't disagree with that, you're just as big of a fucking racist as Trump, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, you wonder why he he thinks uh, fascists and white supremacists are really good people. Um, he, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get what it's like to, to, I mean, we, we don't know what it's like to raise a black child and have to tell them that when you go out in a, in a neighborhood, don't Mm -hmm. put a hoodie on because somebody will think automatically you're a thief and shoot you, you know? But, you know, I'm so, you know, I'm so glad you let's, let's hear this. I mean, don't you hear this? I mean, He's not open open to hearing this or learning anything. And Joe, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I watched this story. This happened in Ravenna, Ohio, Susan and Zelda. This just happened the other day. There was uh, an, a 50-year-old African-American guy sitting in his car because he was early. He works for like uh, Health and Human Services or something like that. And he was early for a training seminar, a socially distant training seminar for things that they, he was going to have to know. And um, a woman called the cops on him while he was sitting in his car eating breakfast and using his phone and saying he was a a black guy sitting in his car waving a gun around looking real manic and his eyes were all crazy. And when he got out of the car, you know, this is in a nutshell, this story, but he got out of the car Mm -hmm. and he said, I just repeated in my head what I have told what I've told my son and other family members anytime that there are police around. You just do not provoke them. Mm-mm. Do not do not provoke. Don't give them any reason to do anything to you. Let them search your car. Let them pat you down. And the and the thing about it is, this guy has a concealed carry permit. Of course. Oh oh, did you hear that? Conservatives, oh. did you hear that? Trump cultists. Black mm. people have conser- well, concealed carry it's too. Not that he's what happened? Them. What happened? What happened? The white people well, who called provoked them. The white people who called provoked the police, and they had their hands yeah. on their guns, totally ready to go in. It was all on tape. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. Because that, but God. he gave that interview to a local newscaster the other day from uh, Channel 19 or something like that here in Cleveland, um, and uh, 
it, 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 but the thing is, what Joe, you know, Joe said, no, we don't understand having to give that speech. He remembered giving that speech, and he used that to save his life. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that 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 is, if you are going to, and he said charges should be pressed against that woman for lying sure, about him yeah. having a gun. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, you know, falsifying That's a police report. creating a false arrest, falsifying yeah. information, and probably a federal offense because she lied and said there was a gun there when there wasn't. I don't and know. Definitely wasting police officers' time. I don't know. That it's might not, be. A I don't think it's offense. federal. Calling I, in a false uh, report. No, I don't think. Pardon? I think that's still. I don't think that's federal. I don't think that's federal. Um, it might be. No. Well, nine one one rules vary by locality. Yeah. Could be a misdemeanor. Could be a felony. Yeah. So I know calling a bomb in, calling a bomb threat in is a felony. Yeah. And I don't know if calling a gun threat in is no, a no, it, yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, I. But I'm she not should sure. definitely be persecuted. Uh, Only fa- a falsifying for the black a black man who doesn't have a gun. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I, I just but again back to Trump. Trump, <laughs> you really drank the Kool Aid. And by the way. Saying Kool-Aid for cultish behavior is hmm. funny. Yeah. When you start talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and bringing Kool-Aid up, there's a Fox News clip about this. Do you remember the Kool-Aid? That's uh, racist. You remember the oh, Kool-Aid yeah. thing, yeah, Joe? Yeah, yes, yes. You, you know, from I Fox News? It's, it's extremely yeah. racist to apply Jim Jones to, used favorite, to African-Americans. Flavor-Aid. He used Flavor-Aid. I always try and remind yeah, people Flavor-Aid. of that, too. I know. You know, and that's all cheap-ass Trump cultists could afford anyway. Um, mm. They probably buy the root beer flavor. Ugh. Oh, uh, <laughs> that, you that really upsets it. me. That that's really upsets disgusting. me. Oh, there, oh, I didn't know that existed until just now. Are you telling me that's real? Oh yeah, it was like either Flavorade yeah. or Weilers or something. And I oh. had that. We went on uh, when I was in Christian school. We went on a field trip <laughs> one year, and they had a full fucking like you know Gatorade cooler at a football game kind of thing. They had a full giant like. 20 15 gallon cooler full of warm flavorade oh. root beer and that was the only thing we had to drink on the bus for the entire trip and it there was a lot of reasons to oh. be an atheist but this is the best one I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I think you might I be right 12 years in Catholic school and nothing I was ever happened uh, <laughs> not even water cheap ass, cheap ass no. born against Christians no. they took water and turned it into false root beer that's yeah. clearly not what Jesus Fla- Flat root beer. I love flat root beer. Who says we they love. Lo- who, who who desires flat root beer? Nobody. Nobody. Warm. You forgot warm. warm yeah. yeah, warm. Well, warm. We, oh, we no, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, my... Now we, we know the reason why Ken's an atheist. We do have to go to the I'm break. I'm not saying that's it, but it's a really uh, good All right, go to the break. So, but anyway, try what were you going to say? Go ahead. And, uh, no, uh, just that my scout troop used to go the other way. We'd have a, we had a 5-gallon jug and the standard dry can of Kool-Aid mix makes just shy of five gallons so we get to the end of the season and we end up well we got like two scoops of this one and three scoops of this flavor and well let's mix them all together and see what happens oh 
I think I, I know what might happen. Over bubbled. No, 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 no. You mix all the flavors together and it comes out sort of a, you know, like a brownish green. No, 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 no. Yeah. Now with our famous hot gravy. I'm upset by the hot root beer. Yeah, I am too, but Jesus. I don't even know. I mean, I might be an atheist now. Just Yeah. You know what, Ken? I really carry it. Huh? I learned something new about you. I don't. Uh, you know, I just remember that this. story. I yeah. just remember that story. I remember right where the well, bus I'm never was parked. Talking about that story We've now, and been it's married not even mine. Twenty-one years, and, and 21 whoever, years, and I've never heard that. Story and I don't know who why. who the woman was. If she was a teacher or the pastor's wife, she or was, who. Or whoever was, was trying, she was trying. She was really trying to sell this shit to everybody too. She's like, "It's good. It tastes just like root beer." And I'm like, uh, uh. and we're all like, "It's it's really warm, and it's even more gross because it's in like Dixie what? cups." <laughs> what Christian yeah. sect was uh, this? It sounds like uh, if you melted down a bunch of root beer flavored cough drops. <laughs> all those those little, little candy barrels. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. What what se- what quiz, uh, Christian sect was this? Uh, Denomination. Uh, I, I, I you know, I, I, honest I, I, to God, I'm it was some a cult. I think uh, it was fringe group. I think it was Baptisty. I think it was like. Kind oh, of, that makes more sense now. For some, I think reason. it was Baptisty. Bap- oh, Baptisty. Like I loose Ohio image, baptism. It, anyway. it even has vitamin C. Oh God! You well, found a picture they, of the shit. Is it Weilers? Or? To, uh, anyway, yeah. l- let's find out. Let's solve it. It's it's definitely flavor. Oh, it's flavor. It. Okay. All right. There it is. Uh, mystery solved. Anyway, I think that new Jim Jones. I'm I'm upset too. Jim Jones division. I'm still alive. Yeah, it was just a bunch of Ohio rednecks Can pretending we- to be Christians is all it was. We have to go to the break once again. I know. Yes, thank God. Oh God, yes, but yes, yes. I got a song for those people who gave me that root beer too. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking uh. fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk 
This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shoulder Or at the drive through when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right, they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Hi, this is Jody Hamilton of the From the Bunker podcast, and you can hear our show Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Paul's Memory Bank. This is Paul B., and I'd like to invite you to my show every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. I'll present classic Golden Age Superman radio adventures and hand-picked old-time radio comedy episodes. Out of these clothes, it's Superman's turn now. Right now, I've got three times as many muscles as anybody else in the world. <laughs> And every one of them has a toothache. How do you manage to get into all this trouble? Oh, I don't know. I guess I just know the right people. <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat and laughing your head off all at once. Paul's Memory Bank. Only on Radio for Humans. Radioforhumans.com Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like here. Eerie. What was once the mistake by the lake 
is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Boston. Th- oh, my God, my mic is hot. Thank you, Cape Cod, and thank you, Scranton. Welcome back. At least I can get that part right, right? Um, and <laughs> welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, when uh, Susan, are you back at your mic? Uh, because uh, I, I need to, I need uh, the Susan. I to, am, do, uh, but do, I'm do, not. Can, could you? Uh, you're not ready. I am ready. Oh, okay. But I um, took me a second. No, that's okay. Um, I, I want you to tell everybody what you did to me last night. I don't know what, what I did to you last night. I was. You were like, get a pair of gloves and follow me. There's something disgusting in the front yard. Yeah, you know, I, I went up to you and I said, come with me if you want to live. And you said, what? What the hell's going on? And um, I said, come on, grab some gloves. I want to show you something gross. And you're like, what? And you got all freaked out. I'm like, like, what is it? What should I prepare myself for? And she's like, it's disgusting. You need to see it. I was like, it's disgusting. You need to see it. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, what did somebody do a hate crime in our front yard or something? And you're like, do I need rubber gloves or work gloves? I'm like, work gloves are fine. (laughs) So I grabbed the work gloves because you were like, I don't know if I want to go. And I'm like, these things happen. Come on. I, it, she so, wasn't telling me anything. I had no idea. It was eleven o'clock at night. Anything? Why it was eleven o'clock at night? Yeah, and so we went out front. Joe, and this there is were insane. Two, we didn't take a picture of it. We should have taken a I, picture no, of it. No, that were, was that was that. No, I never would have taken a picture of that abomination. There were two slugs that seemed to be mating and on the side of the house, and they, they were, were like hanging Slowly. from a two-foot slime sack off of the siding joe writhing mm. against each other i mean mm. i've never seen anything <laughs> like Stop it getting turned on <laughs> that's not what i would call it <laughs> yeah. they were, it was disgusting they but were, it was, I was a like, visual representation of hot flat root beer uh, yeah, yeah really or the trump administration <laughs> i was uh, looking at it and uh, i was like at first, I didn't know what they were, and I was like, "This is weird." Oh, Are you know, these it, tiny aliens having sex on the side of my house, and then what, I realized, like, "Oh, I think they're slugs, large, and they were very big. Uh, they were huge. They were like uh, two inches, <laughs> two and a half inches long, or three inches long. They were. I, I was like, uh, they looked like octopus tentacles, just like in a they slime did. sack. You know what it kind of looked like? Nasty. Picture Trump humping a flag. But then in an yeah. elastic kind of gel sack, just sliding, sliding off the side of your house. That's what it looked like. What? I have so. gloves on. Mm. Well, I, well, I wanted I, him to I put, finish. No. I put gloves plant, on. Plant. She was like, oh, it's two no, right gloves. Nay she was on like, the gloves. You need a Tyvek <clears throat> chemical suit there. Well, she was like, <laughs> yeah. she was like, you need gloves. Here's two. And then she, she was like, oh, they're right here in this bucket. She hands them to you. And she's like, they're two right ones. Oh, let me find you a left one. I'm like, I'll make them work. Let's just get this done. And You're like, what is it? What is, <laughs> what is it? And I go out and I see this gore. I see this gore, but fortunately there was a shovel out front. So I just kind of like went along the sliding and sliced the slime sack and let them fall into their little loving embrace into the dirt. And it's like, I've never seen anything like that. And cut uh, Destroyer Kurt is right. Slug porn. Awesome. 
Yeah. I was shocked it was awful. Lemonade. I was shocked by it, and I wanted you to be shocked by it. All. Well, and thank God I was scarred. I was scarred. But yes, visual scarred. representation of the warm root beer flavor aid on the back of the bus. Zelda, thank you for that. And look at you for the just one, color. one, one they more. Were, the, uh, say it again. They were a fascinating color of specked gray. Yeah, swine. fascinating. Yeah, that, that's it's it's great. Yeah, you, you, yeah, that's miss, what I'd call it. Good, good job there, Mister Spock. Um, it, because it wasn't fascinating. It was barf inducing. <laughs> it was barf inducing. Like, oh my god. Um, but anyway, and after it was over, I was like, Hey, what happened? It was terrible. So anyway, um. Uh, 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 all right, so so I want to I want to uh, roll along. Oh, and by the way, just real quick, one last thing about being on that bus waiting to go on a field trip. I think we were going. I think we might have been going to like Geauga Lake or something like that. That sounds about right. Oh man, Geauga Lake. Geauga Lake. Yeah, it was Geauga Lake for sure. But we're sitting on the back of the bus with the Kool Aid there. But somebody was running late, so we're sitting on this fucking hot school bus. We've all got our windows down, and we're waiting to leave for like an hour, and we're all slurping down this warm, god awful root beer flavor aid. It was it was bad. So, yeah, well, we didn't have a choice. So anyway, uh, that's the end of that story. So here we go. I don't know if anybody saw this, but Don Lemon, and again, this is I wanted to kind of save the best for last. Except, well, we'll give you the. Uh, the Trump, the full Trump mo, uh, must, Motang, Motown, uh, Mustang, man, woman, person, camera, TV, whatever. Michigan gave us Motang, gave us Motown, gave us what? the Mustang. <laughs> Just in case. What? In case you're wondering if you heard that right, he said. Uh, Michigan gave us Motang. 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 Uh, is that like the is that like extra tang in your in your water more tang mm. yeah more might tang. be in yeah more tang in your uh, root beer water it's astronaut that's, slang that's almost New England I need more tang <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, I need more yeah. tang yeah um, I need more tang nobody drinks tang I'm upset about Tom Brady I need more tang Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady's a football guy. Is that correct? Does he play the or, or was he the Seriously. Tom Brady is dead to me. Was he you the guys, dissent? sometime when there's extra time, I have a great story about a Super Bowl night where I went to Kenny oh, and Sue's house and we watched the Kitten Bowl mostly. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but it was the, I remember that the Saints won. But that anyway, I, we mostly watch superhero yeah. shit and that. But sometime oh, yeah. I'll tell you all about. Well, it. We did the superhero bowl. I think is what we did. We yeah, did that was the we, superhero bowl, the, and we had you know what it was. We had we kitten did the super time friends. On. It was no we, kitten bowl yet. Mm-hmm. We did the super mm-hmm. friends drinking game. Is what we did. Oh yeah, I spent yeah. the night that night. So oh yeah. So Tim, <laughs> Tim was like uh, piling on you. Tim, so Timby sat his little self. He was so tiny then. No one who sees pictures of him now would believe it. But he was so little. So Timby got into my hoodie and we drank wine and watched the superhero bowl. There you go. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, anyway, and and Joe now uh, Timby is about the size of Sharky. He's a huge cat. 
So. But he doesn't carry <laughs> knives. No, he, he doesn't. You don't he's know. He's, he's, a, he's a non-violent soul. sweetheart. He's he's a yeah, non-aggressor. he is. He's he a believes pacifist. in peace. He he's uses his words. Peace in our he's time. He's a de-escalating little you know? guy. Yeah. What so, he right. does is he uh, he loves. Let's, when let's in get doubt, to, yeah. he loves. And then he loves let's get to, yeah. Let's get to this audio clip though. While we uh, oh, yes. still, still have time because this is this is important um, in, in the sense that Don Lemon did an excellent job of of and his team obviously did a, a magnificent job of magnificent. yeah of of laying out the case of mm-hmm. Trump's failed leadership. But the most important thing about it is he pointed out that Joe Biden has been trying for months to get this idiotic administration and the rest of uh, their followers, their bobbleheads, to pay the fuck attention to what's going on. And uh, here we go. I might pause it at some point, but it's a five-minute clip. Let's talk about Donald Trump, the president of the United States trying any way that he can to dodge responsibility for the pandemic that as of tonight oh i'm sorry i screwed up the clip before the pandemic that as of tonight has killed nearly 192,000 americans imagine that that's a lot of 192,000 americans and today he wants to uh, talk about the flu and the flu kills 192,000 Americans. Hmm. Pick, try to picture that in your head. You can't even. You heard from Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward, he t- heard him tell Bob Woodward, I should say, that he deliberately downplayed the virus. Well, I think Bob really, to be honest with you. Sure, I want you to I be. wanted to... Uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. He said to Bob Woodward that that was on March 19th. The same day, Joe Biden tweeted the truth. He said the Obama-Biden administration set up the White House National Security Council Directorate for Global Health Security and Biodefense to prepare for future pandemics like COVID-19. That was on March 19th. That's what Joe Biden tweeted out. That is the truth. And you know what? That would, he talked about that directorate for council, security council, or directorate for global health security and biodefense. Donald Trump eliminated it. And now we are all paying the price. He is right. We are paying the price in deaths. We're paying, paying the price in sickness. We're paying the price in jobs lost. We're paying the price in families torn apart. I want to pause that right there for you, Trisec, because you're feeling that. I'm feeling that. Susan's feeling that. Uh, you know, Joe, you finally got to go see Bob the other day at the Veterans uh, Retirement mm-hmm. Center. Um, yes. uh, and, and Zelda, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I know you don't have a ton of family, but you know, I consider you family, but you know, this is, uh, um, this is literally tearing people's families apart. Yep. 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 My, I'm my father is 86. Yeah. My father is 86 years old. I have seen him three times since this crisis started. He could not attend his own grandson's Eagle Eagle Scout Court of Honor in Mm. person, 
because of this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Fortunately, yeah, I I fortunately have nobody directly connected to me that's actually had it. But uh, my old job where I left, one of my drivers did. I don't actually know what happened to her because this was all in the middle of everything. I presume she recovered, but we only heard that in passing because we were all laid off at the time. But no, yeah. I haven't had anyone personally connected to it. But I haven't. I've seen my father three times. I have not seen my brother since this started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a sister from another mother. I have not seen her since uh, since this started. Yeah, and Susan, uh, we haven't seen our extended family. Uh, we haven't seen my mom, my dad. Uh, we haven't seen nope. Susan, Beth, Trish, Judd, Jenny. I have a niece the, the that just baby. got it just got born nine Alexandria. months ago. I don't know. Ale- no, it, like it was right mm. before this, so she's only like six or seven months old. Um, I know I went to the. I, I went. I didn't think about COVID when I went to the baby shower, and that might have been in January or February. It must yeah, have been in January. It, it was very early. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, because, well, uh, we didn't know about it. Somebody else did. And, you know, and honestly, um, too bad the media wasn't paying attention to what Joe Biden was saying earlier. But I'm glad Don Lemon's revisiting it, Joe. I mean, Joe, uh, this is something mm. that Obama, Biden were, were working towards to have at the ready a way to fight an airborne pandemic in this country because they listen to the science they listen to the you know the cdc and uh more importantly the world health organization Jeez. but uh joe give us your two bits on that yeah um that was all true they had they had a plan they had a plan even even back in the bush days they had a plan i mean they've been talking about a pandemic pandemic uh, preparation all the way back in the mid two thousands, yeah, they they knew they knew this was was a was a, a distinct possibility, and you know with climate change, it sounds funny, but it's it's like the convergence. Climate change is going to cause more pandemics. Oh, I concur. I can't believe the weather that that we've had here uh, for early September. It's ludicrous. Um, you know, I, I mean, every season seems it, it, it's like it's it's. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, climate changing. I think yeah, is what I so would much, call it. Yeah, and so much for the warm weather killing it. Yeah. Well, I exactly. guess that didn't work out so well. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. So, uh, but no. anyway, let, let me get back to the clip since we're uh, we're running kind of long. We still got three minutes left of this, but this is powerful stuff. And he he tracks the history of Joe Biden and of course Barack Obama's leadership on mm-hmm. pandemics. When was the last time you saw some of your loved ones? As I was telling Chris, I haven't seen my mother since the beginning of the year. She's in a hot spot. Louisiana can't, I don't know what you guys are doing or thinking, but get your, you know what, straight. Shit, I can say it. Because what you're doing ain't working, it ain't right. That tweet on March 19th, the same day the president was bobbing and weaving on the virus. Wasn't the first time that Joe Biden warned about it. I want you to listen. This is what Joe Biden said way back on January 31st. America needs a president they can trust, especially in times of a crisis. You know, we have right now a crisis with the uh, coronavirus. January. 
January. But wait, there's more. You could go even further back to October 2019, nearly a year ago, before any of us had even heard of the coronavirus. Okay? Listen to me. When Joe Biden warned, look at this is 2019. Okay? He said, we are not prepared for a pandemic. Trump has rolled back progress President Obama and I made to strengthen global health security. We need leadership that builds public trust, focuses on real threats, mobilizes the world to stop outbreaks before they reach our shores. Was he clairvoyant? No. He's a leader. Just listen to what the former President Barack Obama said nearly six years ago. There may and likely will come a time in which we have both an airborne disease that is deadly. And in order for us to deal with that effectively, we have to put in place an infrastructure not just here at home, but globally, that allows us to see it quickly, isolate it quickly, respond to it quickly. So that if and when a new strain of flu, like the Spanish flu, crops up five years from now or a decade from now, we've made the investment. And we're further along mm. to be able to catch it. <laughs> That's why he doesn't like Obama, because he's smart. And he's a leader. Yeah. And he's looking out for the American public, someone other than himself. Hmm, imagine that. <sighs> Seems like a lifetime ago. But you know, in this business, as they say, was that for my favorite movie? A season's a lifetime, and a lifetime's a season. That was all about Eve. Look it up. I didn't know that, but I thought I was like somebody's gonna get the all about Eve uh, reference, and I'll I have leave it watched there. that movie, but I have my hand up when you can talk to me. Yeah, yeah well, we're, we're gonna we're probably gonna need to get in parting shots right now, but definitely work in your opinions on on that Don Lemon segment into your parting shot. So, Suze, go ahead. Okay, I'm ready for my parting shot. All right. My parting shot is, but when you're playing a game. Or when you're doing something that you care about or working a job you care about or playing a game you care about it. You okay. think about it strategically. Okay? Mm -hmm. You think, if this happens, I'll do this. If this happens, I'll do this. If he moves that his king, I'll move my pawn. Okay? Things like that. If you're an intel, I'm sorry, intelligent person and you want to win because yeah. it's important to you. And that's what Obama was. He was an intelligent person that knew how to think strategically. Okay? And mm -hmm. Trump is not an intelligent person. He thinks reactively, if he thinks at all, and he has no long-term memory. So we're done here. Hmm. I'm just going to drop Power. my mic and walk out. Powerful okay? stuff there. This Amen. Amen. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. And he doesn't care because he can't remember to care. So, whatever. No, of course he can't. So, and, uh, all right, Trisec, what do you got? What do you, I mean, uh, uh, seriously, right. you know, Party. I made the I made the joke earlier that those guys were... Prescient. 
but no. Yeah. I think Susan nailed it on the head. They they're they weren't prescient. They are prescient. They just were. Yeah. And they're smart enough to speak to think strategically. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want. Yeah. But uh, what's your well, parting shot, though? Try go ahead. I have dedicated my entire adult life to a national youth organization that is run by the principle of two words: be prepared. Oh, and as our right. founder, Amen as our founder Amen. himself used Amen. to ask, "Be prepared for what?" Yeah, be prepared for what? Well, anything, everything. And this administration and the administration before his and the administration before his, all on the GOP side, meaning they are hell-bent on rolling back and undoing any sort of progress that the opposition party, the Democrats, have done. And that's a hell of a way to run the country. It's yeah. a horrible way. It's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, deregulate everything, boys and girls. Even infectious you know, we diseases. Can't, we can't have any progress, even if Joe Biden and a Democratic majority get swept in. We can't have any progress right now because there's so much damage that yeah. has to be fixed first. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're 100% correct. I mean, uh, what what is this uh, laissez-faire uh, pandemic response? Uh, let the free mm, market yeah. decide uh, who COVID kills? Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, it's utter insanity. All right, uh... uh uh, all right. All right anything else? <laughs> all right. All right. Very good. And uh, Joe, what's your parting shot tonight? Uh, uh, fascinating stuff tonight. Yes. So I just put a, a PDF file in the uh, chat for anybody who wants to read it. But I, I just want to read some excerpts. Um, uh, there was a. There's a. The CDC has issued a 106 page document on Thursday. Um, outlining its latest effort to prepare for a global flu epidemic. States should be prepared to keep children out of school for three months. Businesses should be prepared to operate with skeleton workforce. Children should be prepared to play mostly with their siblings and parents should be prepared to lose income as they skip work and cobble together rickety child care arrangements. Okay, um, goes on to say uh, people will spend most of their time with close relatives and few neighbors. They probably wouldn't go to the movies, run to the supermarket on a whim, and hug people they barely know. The sick would be cared for at home unless they were near death. Everyone would shun house, the houses of the ill and at the same time <laughs> also reflect modern possibilities and expectations. Many adults would simply telecommute to work in a season of near endless snow days. Children would probably do their homework, handling it over, handing it over on the internet. Prescription drugs would be prescribed liberally as preventative medicine in households where someone was sick. This is all part of a 106-page document presented by the CDC on February 2nd, 2007. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Actually, no, that was uh, Bush. Yes. Incredible. Incredible. So, we, I mean, uh, we, we've known about all this. Just, just we have ignore known it. about it. Just ignore it. It'll, it'll. Everybody just kept hoping it would go away, and it didn't. So I, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess uh, the Trump administration thinks herd immu uh, uh, herd immunity is a good idea since they have fucking herd mentality. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously. Noise. 
Uh, thank you. And uh, all right, anything else, Joe? Uh, Tim Carmel show. Uh, you get you guys are going to be back uh, this Sunday. We are back, and uh, we are offering a new nice. uh, airline uh, service, Antifa Air. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yes, yes. We uh, so get your black ops uniforms and your <laughs> gear ready. Uh, can I can I ask about carry on? Um, uh, how mm-hmm. many how mm-hmm. many how many uh, cans of soup can I fit in the overhead? Well, yeah, it's <laughs> funny you should ask that because uh, we have different classes of flight oh tickets. see yeah, that's smart um if you if you want to carry a lot of bags we have the, it, you have to fly coach because we don't actually sure. land for those people we drop what about you. i mean bags when you oh. say bags you mean bags of soup big bags, bags of, of soup. soup yeah okay All yeah right. yeah but we also when we drop you we give you a parachute for your bag of soup and for you <laughs> what about baggage if i feel like i never amounted to what my super wealthy racist father wanted me to be and i feel like i have to earn the presidency mm-hmm. to try to prove a point do you carry that kind of baggage that goes in your overhead that goes in your overhead <laughs> okay i think that goes in the that goes in the cargo hold that goes in the cargo hold with the yeah that goes in the overhead you could stuff that up there Oh, I don't know. I think that would fit in the cargo hold because she's kind of talking about <laughs> Trump's baggage. Um, so, well, I think you have to carry uh, that everywhere you go. No, no. Yeah, and Trump's baggage, you would, need a, mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. you would need a fleet of trains. What about yeah, my yeah. bucket of chicken? Well, well, you can substitute that for the for the bags of soup. Um, no, 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 no. no. I'm a deep big fried chicken person. Oh, oh there, there's a Donald uh, storage unit that will hold it in his tum tum. I'm sure. Oh. Um, so yeah. Anyway, and then he'll or just, maybe under the top flap. He'll just shard it right out. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All Thank right. You. Well. All right. So Zelda, now it, it is your time to shine. It's your parting shot. <laughs> uh well, one can only shine bright if there is extreme darkness around, I suppose. Oh! Uh, these are dark nice. times, and um, we all have each other, and at times that means we have to have the people that we have each other as well. So please, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. Don't be shy about reaching out if you need somebody, and uh, don't be shy about campaigning to get this shit storm over with. Because we are not going to survive if we continue as we're going, not just because of fires and pandemic um, and uh, the, the economic issues that come with that. But uh, we need each other and uh, little things like this are great. But in the meantime, I encourage you all to go find a cartoon or something that you loved as a child and watch it and uh, report back to me on Tuesday what you found wrong with it that would make it unacceptable now because I love oh, that shit. Oh, you, you're giving out homework. Okay. I am. You're going to have to give a reminder. Dr. McGregor. You're going to have to give a, 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 a reminder on the turnips page about that uh, oh, before, I before will. the show. So, yeah, let's <laughs> let's do that. Let's go back and watch an old cartoon and find something wrong with it. I'll get audio Or a show. If it's Anything, not I mean. Or, no, yeah, you yeah, watch Rewatching the West Nick will take you down a path of misogyny that you really just don't remember, but it's Aaron Sorkin, oh. so you should. Gilligan's well, Island. There you go. What could possibly be wrong with Popeye? I got well. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly? Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, and please check out uh, this Sunday. Uh, g- uh, anything else, Zelda? Though before I move no, on, no, no, uh, right. more hot takes like this yeah. on Sunday. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, Zelda will be joining us on Geeky Gals and Guys this coming Sunday uh, as well. 
of course, uh, with me, Suze, uh, Cousin Curtis, Miles, and Michelle. And, uh, yeah, and we'll see you guys on Tuesday as well. And we're, we're, we might be doing some other stuff soon, broadcast-wise, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm just so loosey-goosey, and I'm kind of fighting the blues here and there, so... I don't know, but I kind of like the blues from time to time. I like that kind of music. I might just listen to blues and see if it cures my blues. Let's see what happens. Who knows? Tang, it what could, about some Motang? Could go, some Motang. I'm just going to listen to Motang. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan gave us Motang. Thank you. <laughs> you know what somebody should do is just go find a bunch of audio of Mustangs revving and uh, like and, and splice <laughs> it in with Tang. old Motown Now songs. who's giving out homework? So, yeah, there we go. Uh, or, but uh, my favorite tweet though about it was Motang Sally. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, no. all right. Uh, everybody have a safe, and wonderful evening and uh, the best weekend you can have. Bye. I Please don't keep your root beer ice cold. Oh yeah, Please. and make sure it's carbonated, Please. not flavored. God no. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! Michigan gave us Motown. Gave us Motown. Gave us the Mustang. Yosemites, Yosemites. I mean, Jesus, God.